Hey, everybody. Welcome to Texas 3-Step. We got a great episode for you guys this week, but uh, we got a little bit of an update here. We're uh, moving our episodes to uh, Mondays and Fridays. We're going two times a week. Tyler, what's going on? Yeah, we're going two times a week. And remember, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, so you can check us out on all those different things. And also, you know our social media is fire, so we're on at Texas 3-Step on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check us out on all those. We got a lot of different things going for all three of those. But yeah, for the show today, um, we're going to be talking NFL. Uh, a short recap of last week. Like the episode's already on Friday. So obviously, y'all kind of know what happened last week. But uh, we're going to be talking about the, the Titans and Steelers, that mess. And we'll be trying to straighten things out for y'all and kind of discuss that. And then, as always, we'll be giving our pickums for this week. I just gotta say I'm a 13 and two so far, so I'm looking to have another week of five and zero. Oh, mm. So get to 18 two and run away from you boys. No. And uh, besides that, uh, we'll be talking college football, all the chaos with really all the conferences. It's been a shit show so far. And then we'll be doing pickums, MLB just started playoffs. The boys will be talking about that, and then we'll be talking NBA finals and uh, Doc Rivers, all of the shit that's been happening with him it's gonna be a great show guys we're excited let's get started all right let's start with the nfl uh what do y'all want to talk about first that went on this week uh let's maybe let's cover the games for the last weekend um l- let's start with uh how about that chiefs ravens game Ooh. Uh, yeah yeah freaking uh <laughs> pat mahomes uh do you think we, we talked it. about this yeah, he's back at. Do you think we talked about the first episode? Do you think he was a little pissed off about that rating? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yep. he's like, oh, L- Lamar number one. Hold on, real quick. <laughs> 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 yeah, they just they beat the shit out of the Ravens. Lamar didn't even and, break hundred yards, did he? Yeah, hundred yards passing. Yeah, he didn't. I don't break think it. he's done that all in the game. Ninety-seven. He yeah. had eighty-three yards rushing. And lost two fumbles. Yeah, if, if Dak Prescott did that, the whole freaking world would be ending for Cowboys fans. Yeah. Damn right. Well, uh, Lamar Jackson's like the poster child now for some reason. Like, yeah. for some reason, we put him always over Pat Mahomes for a lot of different Did not things. deserve it. No, he doesn't. I, I think we're, like, as always, ESPN always places, they're, they go for like the most wowing player. They like Lamar Jackson. They like Trey Young. They like all these but, guys, Giannis, and they're not. They haven't established like they're really good players. Exactly. Yet. I think Pat, Pat Mahomes is more of a wow player than uh, Lamar. Way more. Sorry, yeah, except Patrick except Mahomes. for he Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Patrick Star <laughs> Mahomes does. He he doesn't have the running ability. I think that's kind of what puts Lamar over the edge. Just like wow factor. Yeah, but it doesn't. Which, it doesn't. He's not. He's not Mike Vick. I mean, it's Mike Vick did well, not be able. To, he he might be better I, running the ball. I mean, I don't know. I if, did you watch Mike Vick in like two thousand four? Yeah, no, he was impressive. But I think what I look at is I think Lamar Jackson is just a little bit more controlled. Um, they're they're both. I think Mike Vick is probably more elusive. Yeah. But I think Lamar Jackson, his vision's a little bit better. He's a little bit more controlled. Um, I, I think 
if I remember correctly, Mike Vick had a lot of fumble problems. He now. did. Lamar just had he did. Two. But NFL offenses were were not ready for Mike Vick. They were not ready. Even the Atlanta Falcons, they were not ready for Mike Vick. Yeah, and that, that's what makes me Lamar look a little bit better. Yeah. Is that they are ready? They have seen these running court QBs. We've had Cam. We've had all these guys and. Lamar's still shredding people. And I think Lamar's faster, honestly. Oh, no, he might be a little bit faster, but I really, honestly, for the life of me, think that Mike Vick had a better arm. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 I, I totally agree with that. Mike's, I don't know, Mike's arm never got enough love. It didn't. He's just, he, he was a gunslinger. Dude, he had the, one of the most beautiful, like, beat balls in the history of the entire NFL. I honestly think we'd have to debate this part in another episode, but I think he's the best throwing lefty of all time. By oh, by far. Who, yeah. who does he got to debate with? Um, yeah, there's not many. Yeah, Kellen Moore. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Kellen Moore. We know who Jerry would pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lamar's his passing is not as sharp as everyone thinks. I, I think he got a little bit too much praise last mm-hmm. year. He he was efficient last year, but like when you're just torching people on the run, the pass is going to be wide open. Obviously, he had, he had like 15 tight ends. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, and, and his receivers are burners. We know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Young was a great left-handed QB, but mm-hmm. that's like all you really get towards the point of like the Mike Vick debate. But I really do mm-hmm. think Lamar. Like, I mean, I know he's not a left-handed QB, but uh, but I yeah, we're yeah, kind of yeah, bouncing yeah, back yeah, and forth. But yeah, but uh, they can follow yeah, us. Yeah. Good job, Jerry. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> October <laughs> yes, fest. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no anyways no i i really i really do think that lamar i i I predicted this and i I, i've said it to a ton of people that he's going to get exposed for his passing ability because if you don't get him on a rollout if you don't get him on something that's play action and doesn't get them committed the entire defense committed to the run if you stay honest to the man then he's not that great of a passer Mm-hmm. Damn right. You're you're totally right. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to see him. It's the same with all running QBs. What what can he do in the pocket? Can he drop back and just sling the ball around the field? If they take away the run, what is he able to do? This is what makes Pat Mahomes just so much better player than exactly him. Cause he's just like any throw he can make. Lamar, yeah. he, we, there's a lot of questions on some of the throws he can make and some of the decisions he makes. And then from what we saw on Monday, he's a little bit turnover prone too. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're so going to take chances, Lamar, then you're turnover prone. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. But that's a good point. I think turnovers is the, like, the most overrated stat in the NFL by far because if you're going to take chances, if you're going to be the person that's going to go for it in the NFL, obviously every now and then you're going to make a turnover. So. Eh, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. It, it, it Well, it depends what teams you're playing. Um, if you're playing the Chiefs, there's no room for turnovers. Yeah. Because they're going to score every single right. drive. You can't give them extra drives. But if you're playing the Jets, oh, give them 10 turnovers. They still won't score. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry-ass team. They're going to own 16, um, by the way. They are going to own 16. I want to ask you all about that. Um, we have many teams. They're like 0-3 right now. Uh, Jets, Broncos, Texans, 
let's say I think everyone thinks the Jets are most likely to go zero and sixteen. But of the other teams, who do you think is most likely to go zero and sixteen? Oh, and the Vikings. Of the other teams, Vikings, Giants, uh, Eagles have not won, but they have a tie. Of the other teams, I would kind of, of the so. other teams, I would say Broncos. But my number one pick is Jets. Yeah, what do you think, Cody? I think it's the Giants. They're horrible. Uh, Saquon's out, and uh, I w- I would say it's between them and the Broncos. But the Broncos are eventually going to get Drew Locke back. So I I thought they were probably like a six to seven win team with them. So I think they'll probably win like three or four games. Yeah, I think Giants and the Jets, the New York teams. New York teams, yeah. Rougher for them. Rougher. Injuries. It's definitely rougher for New York. (laughs) It's always rougher. Stephen A is probably like every time he goes home after first take, after being on first take for five and a half hours. He's probably just going home, pouring himself a glass of whiskey, and just staring out his window, just in so much pain. <laughs> the only thing. He, he, his Knicks are terrible. The Jets, Giants, like every New York team. I, I guess the only redeemer right now is the Yankees. I, I'm not sure if he's a Yankees fan. The Yankees no. are performing though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if he even follows. They're the only baseball. New York team that's showing up. I don't think so. I think he's more of a Knicks, and then Best. he's probably more Knicks. Hey, than he knows basketball. I, I yeah. I will give I will give him a little bit more respect than uh, than a lot of people will. He does know quite a bit about baseball. Yes, really? he does. If you listen to a lot of his broadcasts, he knows quite a little bit. I'm not gonna give him a ton of respect, really, yeah. but I'll give him a little bit. Hmm. I, I never. I, I don't watch him honestly. I just see the memes at yeah. this point because I have I have no desire to watch first take for five no, and a half hours nobody talking does. about oh is. Is LeBron better than MJ every day or all these different stupid debates that they have? And I could go off on a rant about this, but I won't today. But I just, I didn't know he was good at baseball. I know he tried MMA and that was a freaking disaster. That's terrible. (laughs) That's terrible. The the good thing, another good thing about Stephen A. Smith is uh, first take has kind of helped prepare us for the presidential debates. (laughs) Oh jeez, we're not talking yeah, about that. Yeah, we're yeah, we're not. But if if we start talking over each other, you know, I'm gonna have to do my best, Chris Wallace, and be like, guys, 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 I'm the moderator. Damn it, Cody, give me some up. respect. <laughs> Where, where's the mute button on Quinn? Where's the mute? <laughs> clown, you're a clown. Anywho, um. You're not that smart, Cody. Anyways. Hey, uh, hey, you're messing with the wrong guy on the wrong day. <laughs> uh, I bet people are having PTSD when they oh listen. Oh, my God. Probably. Let, let, let's, not, let's not bring it back anymore. Um, other NFL games from the last week that stood out to y'all. Anything else you guys learned? Uh, the Cowboys offensive line sucks. Uh, and the secondary sucks. Their secondary sucks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the only good thing about their should team we, is the quarterback. Uh, should we talk about Earl a little bit? So what's are what's y'all going to get Earl, Earl Thomas? So he 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 like acted like he had a deal with the Texans, and it was like almost a done deal, and then he backed out of it at the last second, or did they back out of it? I don't think it was. I don't think it was him. I think it was the reports. There are saying like it was a done deal, and then I don't even think he got a chance to work out for them. 
Yeah, I don't they, think they so basically. Either. I think he traveled. And I think they sent him back. Basically, see, that's crazy to me. See, that would be a big, big red flag if you don't sign Earl Thomas and you had the open market completely to him. I'm probably was going to be a cheap deal to Texans. Then I would not bring him in. I mean, this is this is yeah. a Cowboys team that that sent haha Clinton Dix packing because he was god awful. <laughs> like you really think that like a broken down Earl Thomas is going to fix this? No, your secondary is basically a freaking peewee football secondary and Earl Thomas is not even going to come in and fix this. Like you need to either you need to trade a first round pick to get somebody. It's yeah, absolutely, but it's, it's not a fix at the end of the day. At least it's more of just like at least you get a body so a patch. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, it's a yeah, patch. yeah, I get that. It, it it it's like the boat is sinking and there's so many holes. At least you're filling a few holes, sort of. It's not sinking as yeah, fast. I got you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was crazy. I think I it's a red flag. The Texans sent him back. It's also a red flag. It's been like a month and nobody's won him. So clearly, there's something the NFL teams know that we don't right. know. Yeah, and clearly they don't want to deal with this right. Ass. Exactly. It's probably the the Ravens are probably telling the other owners and GMs uh, what ha- what really happened or something to cause a red flag. Oh, he got blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, That's basically what you're saying. Bingo. It, it's like <laughs> whoever's a GM, he's just calling people around. Yeah, don't hire this guy. Don't hire this. Guy. Every time it's he crazy. sees a rumor. So so dang that's that's tough for him, but I'm sure he's got money. So can a I? Uh, off of, I'm sure so he's good. Can I, can I say a take real quick? Just a no. quick rapid mm-hmm. take. Also, no. stay sure, with drunkie. me, fans. I'm drunk, but <laughs> a drunk, go ahead, a drunk and Radford take. Yeah, when did Carson Wentz become such a trash QB? What? Well, this is gonna be what y'all are gonna say to Mitch when I talk well, about Mitch. Mitch, Mitch has always today. been trash. Don't but, even try to tell me that Mitch is being good. No, and that's that, that's what I was gonna say. Is Carson Wentz? When was he ever really? He was an MVP candidate. Yeah, he was an MVP candidate. That, that was year. the only year, though. That was the only year, and every single time. And it's the same with Mitch. No, I feel like Mitch had one decent an, year. No, he didn't. He was never an MVP candidate. Carson Wentz. He was never MVP candidate, but there's still both those guys have one year where everyone was like, "Oh, these guys could be." There was good. one year where they thought Mitch could be pretty good. There was one year where they thought Carson Wentz might be the best QB in the NFL. And when Carson Wentz, yeah, that was stupid. No, they never. He was great. That. He was great. But then, but then, but then he got hurt, and Nick Foles came in and took them to an entire freaking Super Bowl championship. Which which is crazy. And, which is crazy. Again. and then Carson Wentz got hurt again. And, and then, then hurt again. again. And, and hurt then, again. Yeah. And, again. and then now he's throwing Groundhog yeah, Day now he's for him. interceptions yeah. and tying the freaking Bills and they're 0 2 and 1. And it's or not the Bills, the Bengals, sorry. My bad. The Bills are actually really good oh. this year. But yeah. Yes, they are. But now now he's tying, tying the Bengals for 0 2 and 1. And it's like, where did this what happened to this dude? And I think honestly. I think all the injuries have, has piled up on him, and I think it's such a big setback and such a big shell shock now to where he's he's lost development, and now he's stuck here. Yeah, you know, I think I agree with that take, and I'll take it a step farther. Just you get to a point, like me personally, I play the quarterback position, and I snap my arm in half, gruesome injury. Really, like, for a long time, it was very hard for me to kind of get back in that rhythm I, I still had. 
because it's just like you get to a point where you're mm-hmm. always injured. It's just like you're you're checking on your hand, you're making sure it's good all the time. You're just like you're constantly in that mode where you're thinking about different parts of your body right. that are injured. And he also and it takes you away from the game. It, and that's probably his case. He's he's always thinking about trying to stay healthy, and he's not thinking about oh, I need to go out here and ball. Right, right, right. And he also I agree. has a horrible offensive line. Yeah, which probably makes it even worse. He's like, oh shoot, this might be you know, another game that can hurt. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this him. as a Cowboys fan. I don't want to be like overly biased against Dak. But now Dak has a god awful offensive line with three backups in as starters now, and they had to move. They had to move Zach Martin all the way over to right tackle, and he's still putting up numbers. Yeah, he's putting up numbers, but I, I think I can't remember who made this point, but. They're putting up numbers, they're putting up points, but at the end of the day, it's like it feels like they have to do that every single. Oh, game it's because of defense, dude. The secondary, yeah, yeah. The secondary it's was amazing. Rated, rated the worst secondary in the NFL over the past two weeks combined. It was, it's. Oh man, I. If it wasn't drunk, I'd give you more metrics, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 but like I, I think. I feel like Dak's numbers are going to start going down, especially with what you guys said about the offensive well, line. Well, Tyron Smith well. is expected think, back, hopefully, yeah. this week. That is that's the good. biggest key to the entire today. offensive line. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest that's really key. That man, that man, how big that guy is. He wears a knee brace on his right arm. Yeah, <laughs> he wears a knee brace on his right arm. That is how big that man is. And that is the biggest key to the entire Cowboys offensive line. If he is, then everybody else moves over one because that man is a freaking yeah. cinder block and you can't move him. Hey, mm-hmm. Tyler, how old do you think Tyron Smith is? I have no idea. Take, take uh, he's in his 30s. Nope. We're, we're in his 30s. Oh, no, I'm going to say he's 31. 29. He's 29. That's two years yeah. off. Yeah. It's seen- he's he's 29 and he's already injuries is keeping time. this man from being one of the best left tackles in NFL history. Now he's what's wild is he still is. He, it yeah. seems like he's been in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for like 10 years. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah. He got drafted like as like a, out of like a sophomore in college. It was crazy. Yeah. He's probably a redshirt yeah. sophomore. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, like, he was probably younger coming like, in. That's like crazy. Like Smith-Schuster was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully he can stay healthy for the Cowboys. Cowboys, it's just... I feel like we had very high hopes coming in. It's just got I don't, deflated I don't think they're quick. deflated. I think that we've realized that how absolutely terrible the defense is. And it's like they're mm-hmm. gonna be basically the kind of kind of honestly the same team they are last year. They should have paid Byron Jones. If the, like if you pay Byron Jones with this defense, then you have a team coming into this year that can at least take out the number one receiver at every team. And you watched the Seahawks game, and they just got freaking absolutely pelted by Lockett. The entire game yeah. he was wide open, he was sitting wide open the entire game. And you cannot, they, they, I mean, if you expect a, a Cowboys team to scheme against somebody, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no hope. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they were a uh, Diggs forced fumble away from it being a blowout. Absolutely. Had Metcalf not gone into the end zone showboating, uh, that would have been 
a, it would have been a blowout. Absolutely. They, they wouldn't have had any chance. Absolutely. But that was yeah. heartbreaking. Let's move on to another game. <laughs> Let's uh, move over to the other Texas team. Have you all got a chance to watch a little yeah. bit of Texans? Yeah, it's, it's not tragic really over there. Unfortunately, I've watched it's, them. Yeah, it's just Deshaun Watson. The Cowboys line is bad, but whew, Texans. You might as well just like line up nobody at lineman. That's basically how Deshaun's playing. That's yeah, how I feel like terrible for Deshaun. Like, Not even a uh, an actual receiver has caught a touchdown for him yet, have they? I don't. No, I don't think Ever since Brandon so, Cooks. Let me let me look at this. Brandon Cooks maybe did. Randall oh, Cobb. That's, that's, that's the only touchdown. That's the only two touchdowns since they let since they let uh, DeAndre Hopkins get traded. By receivers. Yeah, this... It took three weeks. They got two. Yeah, this just... Obviously, production has gone down from the receivers, as expected. And they've got no production at running back. David Johnson had 13 carries yeah. for 23 yards. Everyone else... Deshaun Watson had five yards. Okay. Pro size had for, one yard. For this, like, the Steelers have an awesome defense. Though. Great defensive line. Oh, Absolutely. But David Johnson has not been yeah. productive. Yeah, he had a since he had a good game. week one, and then, mer. yeah, mer. yeah. Defensively, they're not awful. Um, holding Steelers to twenty eight is not bad, but Big Ben obviously is still not a hundred percent yet. Yeah. You know, so he rusty. he is rusty, but it's been impressive for being so rusty. Yeah, come from a Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that is insane. Pitchers, that? MLB pitchers, don't come back and like do as good as he's done. This is this is incredibly yeah. impressive by him. And I know, I know, he's been throwing up some like freaking wonky passes, and they haven't been like super tight spirals. But he's getting the job done. And you know, I mean, honestly, I think I I really do. I really do think the Steelers might be something some some kind of hard team to handle. Man, they're three and zero right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have. No, I totally have an agree elite with you. Defense, a solid offense, and Ben's just getting better. Yeah, he's getting better every single week, and mm-hmm. he's done better every single week. And it's like, I'm a man. I've never been one to really big a been a big supporter of uh, a Ben Roethlisberger, but man, I was like uh, uh, watching the games. I know he's throwing like really like loppy, like way up in the air passes, but so does Russell Wilson, and they get completed every single time. So. Well, Russell Wilson's not freaking. <laughs> Russell Wilson, yeah. Russell Wilson's throwing dimes for freaking like throwing, three straight years he's now, and he's never gotten the respect he deserves. Nope. Oh yeah, it's all Collins that, again. Yeah. Once again, we're gonna keep saying this after every game. He, he should, be should be the MVP. He's or, on pace for seventy-five touchdowns this year. <laughs> no, can we quick talk about real quick how crazy the stat lines are so far this year? Dak's on pace for for over six thousand yeah. passing yards, and Russell Wilson's on pace for over seventy touchdowns. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and, and we just talked about Big Ben. We're not even talking yeah. about Aaron Rodgers, yeah. too, who's also yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is on pace for fifty. I was like, oh, oh my god! I I think that missing the preseason typically you would think missing a missing like the preseason to get your offense ready would uh would make the defense look better, but oh my god. The offense has looked insane. 
Yeah, it's because it's what we talked about, though. It's this yeah. shift to college offenses. Um, Green Bay, Matt LaFleur is a – his system is coming from college. Uh, Chiefs, Fal- college system, Falcons, all these different uh, the teams Cardinals. incorporating different things. Yep. Cardinals, absolutely. Although, uh, what's his name? Did not have that good game. Yeah, I know they Kyler, lost. I don't know I know why I forget names. Ky- he, he was a little, yeah, he was down yeah, that game. Not picks, his best game. I really um, think Kyler is the real deal. Yeah, exactly. And I, he's going to have growing pains. I mean, he's a short dude. He's a little dude, but yeah, man, absolutely. I was like, every, every single time I watch him, I'm like, this dude has something special. Yeah, he does. And just all these special QBs and these special like college offenses, it's just, yeah, it's so exactly. unbeatable. It's crazy, but it seems like like Steelers and all these other teams were getting better defenses too. It's kind of one of those things. It's just like the defenses are, have to adjust and have to get better, and they're kind of evolving too, with yeah. it, which is nice to see. Absolutely. But um, anything else from last weekend that stood out to y'all? Um, I, any quick? I stuff do have a, a question. Move on to picks? how would y'all rank the, uh, mm-hmm. the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Just Ooh, this one by one, each of us. Tyler, go first. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go first. Um, let's go Russ, Pat Mahomes. I got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, shoot, after that, uh, there's my top three. Q, do you want to say my your set, top three my, real my quick while I think of the other two? Is uh, Pat, Russ, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I can give you my top five real quick. All right, yeah. So it's Pat. Go ahead. It's uh Pat Russ, Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's Dak, and then it's Josh Allen right now. Right now, right now. Now, if things change, if things change, <laughs> yeah, 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 make that emphasis. Yeah, if things Careful change, now. Josh Allen's out of there, but he's been he's been performing as a top five QB. Drew Brees has been awful this year. I mean, some of these older guys. Tom Brady hasn't been had yeah. to get off the snuff, and so Josh Allen is right now my top five QB. Number five, I think Dak's number four, and I think numbers really support all of these numbers, all, all of these rankings right here. Yeah, so I go, I, I gotta figure it out. I go Russ. Um, who did I say? You said Mahomes and Rogers. I said Russ, Mahomes, uh, Rogers. I got Dak number four. I got a tie between Cam and Josh Allen. Patriot. I think Patriots bias. Cam Cam's been solid too. The Patriots bias a little bit, but Cam yeah. has been very solid and efficient. And I, I, I didn't expect that from him. I, I expect that the first game, they're just, okay, they're just going to use him as a running back. But he's been solid with them, especially with the guys no, they have. Good. It's been impressive. So I think I think with them, whoever pulls ahead for that five spot is kind of whoever starts to take okay. the lead in that division. I kind of throw that wrench in there. But yeah. Cody, what so, do you think? Number five. I'm going to go Josh Allen for the same uh, and just listen to Quentin's explanation. Yeah. Mine's the exact same. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with a tie for number three uh, between Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. I would say Aaron Rodgers is 3A and Dak is 3B. Okay. Just because of Rex. So use, Aaron Rodgers basically, is 3 yeah. and Dak is sure. 4. Same yeah. thing as me. Yes. <laughs> I, but it's razor. I think it's razor thin. Where I want to do it three A and three B, uh, with re- with okay. record as the whatever floats your boat. And then uh, to what? Is that? 
Water floats my boat. Wow, water that's floats that's your such boat. A, that's such a dad joke. Go to your next pick, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, then two, Pat Mahomes, and number one, Russell Wilson. Okay. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, I think... It's pretty fluid. We'll, we'll see how that kind of... Yeah, I think all of them, they'll kind of move yes, around as we go fluid. into these weeks. Hopefully, Josh Allen gets the hell yep. off that list. But. Uh, shit, man. If he does, I, I <laughs> we'll honestly see. buy the Bills. I, I, I 100% buy them. I don't even care mm. if Josh, Allen's, Josh Allen is the real deal. I just buy the team. Drunk Quentin buying the Bills. I'm very... Yeah, we'll no, see sober, sober Quentin would too. This was sober Quentin's opinion, and he told drunk Quentin, he said, "Hey, go to Oktoberfest, go drink all these bills or all, all these beers, not these bills." <laughs> and then he said, "He said, hey, Dang. come back on the show and say you support the Bills." Nobody, nobody rounds the tables quite <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. All right, I don't even know if that's the right quote, but. Well, you you hear it, <laughs> you hear it right now. Chew is now officially a Bills fan. No, He's no longer a Cowboys fan. He, <laughs> he, he sounds very high, sober and drunk. Q love yeah, the Bills. He was Anyways, telling us off air let's, let's that move. he hates Dak Prescott. He effing hates Dak. Well, you know what, Cody? I hate you. Yeah, we, yeah. I hate you. Right, I love wow. you. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, last thing Clown. before we get to our picks, uh, we got to talk about the Titans and Steelers real situation real quick. That was a yeah. shit show, say the least. You know, I'm going to use how the that one CNN guy described the debate. He's like, it was a shit show inside of a inside train of wreck, a Taco inside Bell, of a dumpster inside fire. That's basically what it was. Inside of a fart. <laughs> Boom. You were in the joke. But anyways, <laughs> it's just like, it seemed like the NFL no. didn't really have a and plan that's disappointing. for this. And that, yeah. And then they thought like, oh, you guys can just play without any practices this week. Yeah. Like what? Y'all, all these injuries we've had, you want them going in there. Derek Henry would have broke his leg. Game. Ryan Tannehill would have broke his forehead. It would have been over. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard of too many four well, breaking injuries. Uh, Rottlesberger would have yeah. broken that other elbow somehow. <laughs> he tried to throw one pass lefty, you know, get Tommy Johns on that. But it's just like, and now we don't know what the situation is. Like, no, are they going to be moving by weeks? They they like, they're they're moving it to basically the end of the season. Okay, so is there a buffer week? Yeah, it's not. It's back? not super it's just, clear. It's not they just literally, clear, they, they like. literally said they're going to be moving it to towards the end of the season, and so it may get everybody else. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just like why didn't you from the beginning just have this in place? Like, hey, we we're gonna have a week eighteen in there for yeah, makeup games just in case. They should have done. I mean, but they did announce. They did announce that they were that they they have in place. Plans that they could possibly move the Super Bowl all the way back to February 28th and uh, cancel the Pro Bowl. And so they had these plans in place to where they could move Which it. they should. Well, they, they need to cancel. They well, should cancel the Pro Bowl. Exactly. But that still. shit needs to go. <laughs> I was talking to Quentin. <laughs> I think they should redo the Pro Bowl where it's like the uh, how the NBA redid the All-Star game where it's like the first team is 70 and do a half. That was the most fun All-Star game. It hits right. Like, Clips years. is 35. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I just think football is not a good sport to do all star games. No, it's just like when you're when you're in this collision yeah. sport where you can get hurt easily. Yeah, and then you're playing. They go game half speed. Like they guys don't want to play hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to picks. Yeah. <laughs> what what I will say before we go real quick. What they should do, if they want to just really throw things out in the air, they should have people play oh, different positions God. in the pro. Could you imagine? Could you <laughs> just imagine mix Pat everyone Holmes around. As your center, Brian Lindor as your quarterback. <laughs> Lamar Jackson at running yes. backs. All the yes. fat guys have to play. See, that's, that's my All the skill right guys have to play freaking, fat positions. I would pay good money to see that. And I would bet good money on that. There would be so many injuries. That would be great. Oh, absolutely. Well, they would really not be taking it seriously at yeah. that point. It'd be basically yeah. like a flag football game. But anyways, we're going to move on to picks. I, I, we could definitely come back to that debate, though. I feel like we have some dead time, but we're going to do some uh, picks this week. Uh, not not that great of games this week. I think you guys hey. probably agree with me on yeah. that, right? Not not that great of games yeah. across the board. or. Well, there's some good college games, but we're pretty unanimous on who we think is going to win. Yeah, and we'll announce those in the, the college football segment a little bit. But first game, we got Browns 2-1, Cowboys 1-2, 12 o'clock game, Fox. Dallas is favored by four, and it's an over-under of 56 points. Let's start with the drunk man of this group chat. <sighs> October Q, Fest. Who you got in this one? Has not swayed my my uh, decisions on the Cowboys game. I still got the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And for one sole reason, I think that uh, Dak Prescott brings them back. Once again, I think that this is another sloppy start to the Cowboys game. And they, uh, they start off down, but because it's the Browns and I don't trust the Browns, I don't think they go down very far. And I think Dak Prescott brings them back and I think they win it. Win it. Uh, what is, what is the over-under? You said four? Minus four? Uh, so Dallas is favored by four. Over-under is 56. I honestly take the under. <laughs> yeah. You take the under. Cowboys. And then do you think Cowboys or the Browns will cover? Yes. So it'll be over four points. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going with Cowboys too. I think Browns are not um, built to attack the Cowboys. I think they are actually. Weaknesses on their defense. They're... They're going to run the ball heavily, but Baker's not going to tear up that secondary. Baker's I think Josh Freeman could tear up that secondary. At this point. Uh, potentially. <laughs> it's just, I, I think at the end of the day, it's like, I think their focus yeah. is going to be on stopping Nick Chubb. And I don't think they're going to be worried too much. Yeah. Baker is Baker. Yeah, he's going to make a mistake, day, he's not obviously. Holmes. And I, I, I trust. I trust that the Cowboys are going to put up more points yeah. than the Browns. That's just how I feel. Um, I, I got Dallas covering the spread. Uh, shoot, 56. Mm, I'll go under on this. Cody, what do you I'm think? Gonna start, I'm going to say the over. I don't think either defense is going to get many stops. Uh, but I do think that agree with Quentin that the Cowboys are probably going to have to climb a little because the Browns have a good offensive line that's going to or a defensive line that's probably going to exploit the Cowboys offensive line but I do think the Cowboys defensive line gets on track in the game has a solid showing at least in the passing game 
uh, I have the the pass yeah, rush. Yeah, uh, I do have the Cowboys winning, and I think they cover. Interesting note before we move on to the next game. This is the third time that the three of us have picked Cowboys. All pick Cowboys. We're one and one so far. <laughs> so we get this right. We're in positive territory, boys. Yes, if we not, we should probably should stop because I'm a Cowboys it. fan. Stop fucking picking them, Tyler. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I want, I want oh, bleep that. Bleep that. Watch the language. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I get that top. Anyways. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Next October one, we 1st. got... You got me saying curse words. My bad. Yeah, Keep you're, going. you're good. Stop saying October. <laughs> He's an Fest. angry special. Apparently. Uh, next game, we got a very fun one, just like this Thursday night game. We got 0-3 Vikings at 0-3 Texans. Texans are also favored by four points, just like the Dallas game. And the game is at the same time, 12 o'clock. Over-under is 54.5. I'll start us off real quick. I'll be brief. I think Texans finally get a win here. I think Deshaun will have a good week. And um, I think it's going to be a shit show. Regardless, it's going to be a mess. But I got a lot of points in this game. I I got that over on this. Cody, who you got? Well, I wanted the Texans to win last week. They disappointed me. So screw the Texans. I'm going with the Vikings. I think and hope Davin Cook runs all over them this week. Uh, the Texans just aren't very good defensively. So I think that Vikings offense should have a good game. So when I entered uh, this season, uh, I was really high on the Vikings, honestly. I, I really honestly think overall they're a pretty solid team all around. And honestly, I was never high on the high on the Texans. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vikings, and I will bet mm-hmm. you, Tyler. I will bet you right now, 100 push-ups that Kirk Cousins throws mm-hmm. two touchdowns in this game. <laughs> 100 push-ups. Nope, 100 Can push-ups. we at least do money? God, 100 wait, push-ups. I, want, I actually want something. Of course, of course, of course the Jew wants money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn, of course I want money, but I, I'm fine with, you know, second to money is groceries and third to, or third to groceries. Does that make sense? Is on right. gains. So I'll take gains. That's fine. Right, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that. No, bet. I think he's throws two bet. touchdowns. No I think he throws three touchdowns. Two of them are to Thielen and one of them is to uh, Jefferson. And I think that the Vikings win the game. I'm thinking Dalvin Cook's going to have right, a lot we'll of see. running touchdowns. Like he'll have pushups in the line. We're filming gonna, it. We'll see. But mark that mark that down. <laughs> Next game, we got Colts Bears. Two and one Colts at the three and zero Bears. Nick Foles. Who would have thought the Bears would the be the Falcons? Not me. To like just die. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But anyways, <laughs> games at twelve. Uh, Indianapolis is favored by 2.5, so it's basically even. Over-under is 43. This is the low, possibly lowest-scoring game of the five games that we're picking. Under? Yeah, I'm probably picking under, too. I'm going Bears, uh, bears on this game. What are y'all thinking? Same. Yep. Da Bears. We're all da thinking bears. bears. Da Bears. Bear down. Bear down. Anyways. Uh, we're not going to give a reason. Yes. We just hope Nick, Nick Foles. Foles does well. Nick um, Foles yes. is the reason. Nick Foles. 
Nick Foles is the reason, and Mitch is definitely. Yeah, not you the need to apologize. Come to out and say that now. I, I I I apologize to everyone who somehow thought I was on the Mitch Trubisky bandwagon. You are. I was just giving him a little bit of slack. You know, I feel bad for people sometimes. You know, I, I I'm a, yeah. I have a heart. I have empathy no, we have no for heart. people. Unlike these two, Tyler websites. doesn't have a heart. Tyler's lying. My he heart tells heart. me that uh, I've been. Mitch is a bitch. No, I. I Whoa, <laughs> but I agree now. Yes. <laughs> Next game. We got Patriots at the Chiefs cam against Pat Mahomes. Uh, this is a 325 CBS game. I'm not sure why this isn't the primetime game. It should be. Well, what are Whatever. the primetime games? Kansas City's favored by. I don't even know, to be honest. It's some shitty game. Hold on a minute. Uh, <laughs> Eagles and 49ers. Hold on. Sunday night football. But they got Nick Mullins. Oh, jeez. Right yeah. Yeah, no thanks. That shouldn't be it. But Kansas City's favored by seven, over under 53. Um, It's looking like Q, if you want to change your pick, but I, I think we Wait, all agree that, that Chiefs are going to win this game. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm not going to change my you pick, pick on Chiefs. that one. Yeah, every single chance I get, Just I'm gonna keep sure. Mahomes and over. <laughs> this is a bad bet. Otherwise, yeah, I don't blame you. Yep, Patriots DBs have not been very yeah. good this year, so I think picking the over is a good decision. The question is: Do Chiefs cover the spread? That seven point spread? I think so too. I think yep. so. I think Chiefs win by ten. That's my guess. I do um, think. I, yeah, yeah, I, I think Cam will play well. I think Cam will play well. They, they're just yeah. defensively. They have some problems. They had a lot of weird because they they've so. always been good defensively. Yeah, it really hurt them. But they're getting hurt in the places. Well, yeah. actually, I take that back. They lost Patrick Chung and some of the DBs. So yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, Patriots. Are, I think after this game, they're gonna need to start looking towards trading or fixing kind of that secondary yes. and looking to kind of adjust some things. They're in good shape, but right. they're not as good as they could be, I think. So, yeah. Final game. We got the Bills at the Raiders. Game is at 325. CBS, Buffalo, and Josh Allen. 2.5? 2. 5? 2.5 points. Are you kidding me? That's such a low. Yes. Oh, my God. That's such disrespect. I know. No. Bills I would are put it at least 5. 10. But Plus 10. Plus ten. Put put some respect I don't care on John Gruden and his. his I don't care about his fake speeches. Come on now. All right. He. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. I this don't care about John Gruden's <laughs> fake haka. That's not even anywhere close to real haka. All right. All right. I. The Bills are such a <laughs> solid team. It. All Josh Allen has to do. All he has to do is just throw short, freaking red zone touchdown passes. That's all he has to do. It doesn't matter. And run the ball. And run the ball. And yeah. stiff arm mofos. And like, run the ball. It's ridiculous, yep. dude. It, like, it's, it, like, the Bills are such a solidly based team. There is not really a weak point. The weakest point on that team is their quarterback who has been playing really well. And so that's that's scary to me. I, I totally agree with you. No, I, I don't I, just, I don't buy the Raiders. I really don't. They're two and one because I don't think they beat two. Well, they beat the Saints. Drew Brees can't throw five, over five yards anymore. So it seems like. 
Yeah, so that's who I'm on yeah, record is this evening. There'll be two and two after this yeah. week, I think. We all agree, yes. Cody. You think Bills? Oh, yeah. absolutely. So we're done with the five games. Just recap. We all picked the Cowboys. We uh, all picked the Bears. We all picked the Chiefs. And we all picked the Bills. Y'all picked the Vikings. I picked the Texans. So not much is going to change after this week, but we'll see. Anyways, we're going to move on to college football next. And we're moving on to college football. We got a surprise guest to join us today. We got Graham, the longtime A&M fan. So Ooh. we'll see how this show goes. Boo. I won't boo you. And it, it's fitting with him. Um, we're going to talk about all the chaos that happened in the SEC. I think the game I want to talk about first is let's start with the LSU game uh, right off the bat. LSU got upset by Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Graham, what are your kind of your thoughts on you that? You know, I expected thoughts? LSU to come out flat. I did. I didn't expect it to be as mm-hmm. flat as they were. I mean, uh, pitiful offense. Just, I mean, I think we can all agree that it was just pitiful. Hail State. Um, we, uh, we, I expected at least um, a lot of the people I, I talk SEC football with expected LSU to come out flat um, just with the losing of lots of good players. Um, but, I mean, honestly, it was just kind of crazy. And now looking at it, it looks like Vanderbilt, it, the spread's only 21 points with Vanderbilt, which I think last year was much, much more. So, mm-hmm. um, the other, they definitely could have another tough game with Vanderbilt. We'll see because Vanderbilt played your Aggies pretty tough. So we'll see yeah, they did, that. and that their Vanderbilt's quarterback was shockingly accurate. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of plays that I saw where he was just sneaking balls in inches of space. It was ridiculous. Where Anum's defense was in the perfect spot to make, um, in the perfect spot to make defen- great defensive plays, and the ball just snuck past him. It was um, pretty impressive uh, for uh, I think his name's Seals. Yeah. It's pretty impressive turnout for Seals, mm-hmm. but just couldn't get the ball um, a couple times to where he needed to be, and, look, and he ended up with two interceptions that game. But, you know, if he corrects those mistakes, they have a pretty good chance of putting it to LSU. Yeah, LSU already in hot water. Yeah. Um, obviously, they lost so many guys. Some guys opted out. Like, literally half the starters got dropped. That's happening a lot like, with the SEC teams. Is a lot of these guys are opting out of the season and declaring the draft. It, we got, mm-hmm. but I think LSU got hit the hardest yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, they got we hit had the hardest. Two, I think. They got hit the hardest regardless. Anyways, they they had so many people go to the draft this past year. It didn't matter. Okay. It didn't matter if they had a full season mm-hmm. without COVID. They were they were still going to be a shelf themselves, and it yeah. do, it doesn't matter. I mean, Joe Burrow re, like sparked something within LSU that they haven't seen before since what like two thousand five. Since Nick Saban was there, at yeah, least. whatever, yeah. Uh, two thousand eight, whatever. Yeah, it exactly. It was, it was before two thousand ten. <laughs> yeah, really, probably the the best season they had with less miles. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. saw something like that. But coming into the season, there they weren't a six seed. I'm not sure why they're rated that high. Like you think, with all these subtractions, they would. Be outside of top ten, but I guess not. Maybe the SEC bias. By I far, no. But well, uh, they're not a top ten team. I don't think they're a top yeah. twenty team. No, you're still there. The I never really 
trust what the ranking system looks like. like the first three weeks because you just really don't know until a team gets into a groove. Like, I mean, what was it last year, two years ago? It was last year when Texas was pretty close on beating um, LSU. But if Texas would have played LSU at the end of that season, it wouldn't have been even close. Absolutely. Well, don't yeah, don't right. show your bias yeah. here, Tyler. Come on. I, I, I actually, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I do agree with that because at that point, like our defense was completely gone. Like everyone was hurt, and Joe Burrow was just a monster. Yeah, it's, I agree with you on that. Definitely, these rankings. Joe Burrow, don't make Joe shit. Burrow is showing um, this in the NFL right now I, that he is the real deal. So yeah, come on. But I, I mean, also yeah. in my personal opinion. That LSU football team last year was probably the best college football team to ever set foot on the gridiron. Mm. 2000s, the early really? 2000s Miami teams have something to say to you about that one, but okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would throw – well, I, I definitely think they're top five. I throw up there the uh, Trojan teams, the yeah, two with, teams uh, they had, Reggie, with Reggie Bush. Bush and Liner. Come you got to say Vince on. Young in their team. Both. But he's not gonna say no it. way. He's not dude. gonna say it. No way. Um, Twenty fourteen TC. College, college football. Shut the hell up, Cody. <laughs> no. If college football playoffs were a thing when Young was at Texas, Texas wouldn't have gotten out of the first round. I disagree. I one hundred percent disagree. Ah. I think Vince Young ah. might have been. I think Vince Young might have been the best. But college they, we just agree that USC is one of the best teams of all time, and they beat USC. I don't know I how think you can Vince say Young might have been the best, one of the, if not the best, like top three best college football quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and I, I'll put that against anybody. Oh. I don't even care. Vince Young was, if not the number one, was he was a top three. Who yeah, you said top, Vince Young was yeah. a top three, and. I think Johnny Manziel would have to uh, go ahead and smack him out of that top spot. If you're talking, okay, you want to talk about you want to talk about Johnny college football quarterback? What? You want to talk about college football? <laughs> you want to talk Strictly about college, college football. football? What about Dak Prescott bringing Mississippi State to number one ranking in the first time in their history with a bunch of three star athletes? Come on! Oh no, Dak Prescott. Damn, we are quarterback. Uh, the bias is real between <laughs> us. I mean. Yeah, Thanks. we're all just picking our favorite quarterback <laughs> of all time. We're we're not going to get anywhere with this debate, Cody. You want to throw a TCU quarterback? Nah, so we can Andy Dalton. Completely mess I, this I'm up. not gonna, about to throw at Andy Dalton or Trayvon Boykin. Oh God! You know I partied exactly. with Trayvon Boykin one time. Uh, That's true. I was there. Yeah, was Graham was there. Night. Me and Graham partied with Trayvon Boykin one time. We got absolutely hammered. It was a great night. Yep. It's a great. It was a great, I, was a I great night. Got one of the uh, greatest teams in college football history. Was two thousand eight Texas A and M? Two thousand eight Texas A and M. Yeah, <laughs> it was a troll job. Be honest, I don't know. As an as an Aggie, I will never. I will. I can easily admit that we have never had, at least in my era of Aggie football, a been relevant. Yeah. Um. No. Two thousand twelve. We won eleven to our first season in the SEC. That's pretty relevant. Hey, can I add in real quick? And have it relevant. You didn't even make a BCS bowl. (laughs) What are you talking about? The Cotton Bowl wasn't a BCS bowl. When that year? Yeah. Oh, that's because that's because the college football ratings will shit on A and M all day. 
That's, that's why rightfully so. <laughs> oh no, the world's all out that's, to get A and M. That's why Texas oh, can no. barely beat a team and go up three, four spots, and A and M beat a team and go down a spot. See, hey, two Tyler, spots. Sorry, wait, went wait, down wait, two wait. spots. Tyler, Tyler. Okay, so we we went up one spot, and then me, I think y'all also went up theory. after being Vanderbilt. No, so that's not we started quite the season the ranked eleven. Go ahead, I would keep like to Cody. Theory, real quick, Graham. What's your favorite NFL team? Go ahead. My favorite NFL team, the Patriots. Yeah. What? Wow, that I was. I, I, I was hell no. I'm the biggest eye. Cowboys hater I there is. Yes, he is. This is weird because we're both Patriots yep. fans. This I don't know how to feel about this. Go Pats go. Yeah, I guess I need to change teams now. Damn, I want polluted by Aggies. <laughs> Shit. Right when we got Cam. Wow, y'all are the worst. <laughs> Let, let's get yeah. back to these games real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, l- let's talk about another top 10 team that went down. Let's talk about Oklahoma losing Ooh, Joe Kansas Oklahoma. State. Hell yes. Joe Oklahoma. 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 Zero U is what we call him in my family. Love it. I love it. We we all hate Screw OU, you. obviously. It doesn't matter what Texas team we well, skip. OU we is a Texas OU. team. Come on. U-team. Yeah, Cody. they're UT what? Norman. Cody. We're canceling right now. Right. No, all right. their players are from Texas. That's that is true, well, but most yeah. college football players are I from mean, Texas because but Texas most the best football players. Exactly. exactly. Like freaking almost fifty percent of the NFL is from Texas, Cody. Come on. Oh, I know. Yeah, are you gonna say the are you gonna say Jacksonville is Texas yeah. uh Yeah, you're gonna say Nick Foles in Chicago that? is Texas <laughs> North? Come on. Yes. Yeah, Cody, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> U- UT Chicago. UT Chicago. <laughs> UT Chicago. Everything's yes, UT. Yeah. I love it. And then there's, we're all, we're trying to take over every team and just slowly surround Sorry, A&M. T- TCU the last Chicago. Is that better? TCU Wait, Grant, oh, what do you call UT? Yeah. TU, right? TU, yeah. Because they're not the University of Texas. Ooh. Technically, technically... So they're Texas Tec- University. Technically, it- Baylor was okay. the first university in the state of Texas. A and M followed after. Texas was the third or fourth university to enter Texas. Yeah, but they. I mean, people. does it matter? I mean, you can't say you're the uh, University I, of I, Texas. I don't think anyone cares about the, the university that started it. I mean, they got the name first, so does it matter? Maybe Baylor and A and M should have taken well, that name. Well, back, back that's on them. That's back bad in those days. A and M was ten times know. more relevant than Texas was back in those days. Back in the eighteen, they did. They did was, win like they yeah, did 18, win like three titles in the twenties. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, just like we TCU. do have more. Tam- we oh, do wow. have more how, how many teams were playing? Like fifteen. The Texas oh. University. They're has. basically the Red Sox. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Yeah, the Red so Sox does that really matter? Recently. Yeah, but it took them. It took them eighty yeah. plus years. <laughs> All right, so maybe maybe A and M's title. I, I thought you guys. Texas A and M is like the Chicago Cubs. How about that? There you go. Now the Cubs won a championship. Uh, the Cubs yeah, that is true. Right. Also, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, I, I thought you said last time to us that you don't care about history. Like you want stuff that's relevant now, but. Wait, uh, if you want, if you want something that's relevant now, why are you an A&M fan? 
Look, hey, exactly. Yeah, you want, so you want my backstory? Like, <laughs> take a side. No, we don't care. <laughs> no, we don't. We want to get back to these other games. We're, oh, we're, yeah, cut, we're cutting all this all day. Just go. Get back to that. Let's get on Oklahoma all day. Let's go. <laughs> no, we're not. Oklahoma. What, what do we think? Of oh Spencer my God! Rattler? Let Let's me start. Go around. Spencer Rattler is uh, ugly. His hair is ugly, and his performance is ugly. And I don't buy a single thing from him. He is way overly cocky. They like anointed him as like one of the next top tier quarterbacks, and I just don't. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I think that his cockiness and his ability doesn't match up, and I really don't ever see him becoming one of the one of the top tier quarterbacks in like especially in college like, like not even in college football whatsoever so yeah and go yeah and no, going he, off his hair go ahead he go looks ahead. like uh mike's mike wazowski's girlfriend in monsters <laughs> that, that hair he had celia good god yeah, he, he looks like Medusa. Like what? A, it, I, I guess he's just hoping tragic, he's, he turns he the uh, the, uh, the defenders into stone. And what is pro football uh, I, I guess. college doing with the 2020 Heisman Trophy race uh, yesterday with uh, Rattler included over Sam Ellinger? Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, that, ass. That's yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like. Oh, yeah, e- even the Aggie like, admits it. Exactly. Rattler only gets hyped because exactly. he's on a TV show, <laughs> and he was a complete douchebag on the entire TV show. So, well, also he gets the hype is because Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma. Yes, has absolutely. This, and it's like Oklahoma's. Sorry, but Oklahoma is very much like the Cowboys. They are hyped up by their fans way too much. So is Texas A&M. That's loyalty. Difference between saying every year is our year and it never being your year. Yeah, but adding a little layer to that, I would say because they've had the Heisman winners, for some reason, like ESPN and all these people think like, oh, the next guy is automatically a Heisman winner. Also, it's easy to be a Heisman winner when you don't have to play against a defense for 12 straight games. And it's also easier to be a Heisman winner when you have that offensive coordinator in there and not the one you have right now. That's true. Yeah, and like Lincoln Riley makes these guys better than they actually are, I I feel like. Last year, we can go back to, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, kid for the Cardinals, the Cardinals quarterback. Oh, now. Kyler! Yeah. Kyler was Kyler Murray. Lightning show, dude. <laughs> Kyler Murray. So, wow, we both so forgot his name. Kyler episode. Murray was great at Oklahoma, <laughs> but when he played against a real defense, when and he was at A and M against Alabama, he threw six pick sixes, six pick sixes in one game. That's one uh-huh. game against Alabama. He threw six interceptions that all got ran back for a touchdown. Now, elite quarterback. Question it. That's no, why. No, 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 no. I, I absolutely agree that he's wait, wait. elite in the NFL. A and M's team. A, if you didn't know this, A and M's team. Are you talking about when he was with A and M? Yeah. A and M's team. So you're roasting a guy when he was a freshman versus when he was a senior. Yeah, but that yeah. that's a stretch. Yeah, that's, that's a huge still, leap to make. Yeah, I that's a weak argument. I don't believe the hype on him. I never had. Let, let me kind of refine your argument a little bit. I, I think it's more goes to the system. I think yeah. this, these air raid offenses, they make college QBs look a lot better than they actually are. Now, Kyler Murray, I think he's going to be a pretty good 
NFL player, but he was not as mm-hmm. good as everyone thought. Yeah. A lot of it was the Agreed. system in college. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but getting getting back to Spencer Rattler, just a few things I've noticed, especially that last pick. A lot of these throws are not as they accurate not. as everyone was making them out to be. Like that last throw, he threw it behind, like way behind, overthrew that shit. Like, and, and I'm seeing it. Like, I'm seeing the freshman jitters where he's throwing off his back foot. Um, he's forcing balls he doesn't need to do. It's just like we we shouldn't be expecting this guy to be a Heisman winner. Like, yeah, these not, are his first two games. Can yeah, we like yeah. pump yeah, the brakes? I'm not, on I'm that not doubting. It's so annoying. I'm not yeah, doubting. I'm so tired I think of that this in the first two weeks, they'll call Heisman winners, and then they'll start calling who's going to make it to the NCAA playoffs. It's it, yeah. you can't do that. You can't start yeah, looking at that stuff bullshit. until at least week three, four, maybe, and that's even pushing it. See, I'm. Mm-hmm. You know what they they should do is no rankings for the first four weeks, no yeah. Heisman, none of this stuff. Teams just play. And then after that, they have the rankings because that shit that shit would be awesome because now we get to re- reveal who's actually exactly, the top twenty five. Exactly. The they best wouldn't guys. have anything then to talk about. The there, so didn't yeah, no, that's yeah. true. We'll find. Some, how about talk about some smaller schools? Yeah, because and that's other not games. entertaining. That that but no, I do that's agree. Great. I I do agree, Spencer Rattler. That like I, I think the talent is there overall, but I think the man. Have you seen it? You've seen it off, off the TV show. He, he's cocky as no other, and I think he really needs a lot of humbling to be able to to be able to develop and the QB that that the talent represents. There's been a lot of players like that, though. There's been tons of them. I mean, Jamarcus Russell is a great example of that. And so, yes, thank you. Uh, that's a great great comparison. How, how many times are we going to see these QBs in these videos doing like insane passes mm-hmm. and stuff when nobody guarding mm-hmm. them, yep. and then they end up being bust? Exactly. How often is that shit going to exactly. happen? Exactly. It's all about scheme. I mean, the scheme puts these players <laughs> out in front. The scheme put Jamarcus Russell out in front. Nobody mm-hmm. knew that he was a fat, lazy sack of crap, and he, even though he could throw a ball freaking eighty yards <laughs> down the field, he couldn't hit a per- person running a slant route down, like five yards in front of him. So. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, at the end of the day, Spencer Rattler, like he's he's gonna have to take this performance. He's gonna have to learn for it. Hopefully, you talked about his ego. Hopefully, he's he doesn't that have kinda, that ego where that he's like, oh no, I'm this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't I hope it did. Anything. Hope it did. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it did because it would be great if he's actually a pretty good player. Because then next week we have a good mm-hmm. game between mm-hmm. him and Sam Ellinger, but. If he's really not that good and Texas ends up beating Oklahoma by yeah, exactly. a lot, I mean, like if Oklahoma can't get their turnovers, next thing you know, the big twelve turnovers fixed. Texas will march right through Oklahoma's ass. It will be an easy game for Texas if if they can't if Oklahoma can't get their turnovers fixed. I think Texas got to fix a lot on their defense. All the Big Twelve has to fix their defense. Oh, absolutely. Also true. There, there is a difference, though. I will say about Texas. Um, yeah. If we want to talk about this game for yeah. a little bit, we don't have to. But uh, they've changed some things on their offense. They are scoring very quickly. Again, another team is adjusting to doing like this air raid offense. So if they may give up a lot of points, but it's probably because they're giving up a lot more possessions yeah. and they're scoring so rapidly. So their defense is on the field a lot. Yeah. And they're going in. Yeah, and out that's the lots. difference between the Big Twelve and other 
conferences is most of the teams in the conference run the air raid and there are some horrible defenses in it but yeah they're all the defenses are out on the field a lot more uh running more or not a lot more but running more plays honestly they would in, in the big time. honestly i think we're seeing a lot in the, in the ncaa like we're seeing in the nfl to where you didn't have a, like enough preparation and i think i think defenses are looking really really suspect right now like they are in the nfl yep. so far and i yeah, it's just not preparation. Yeah, I, I, I can I can speak on that. You know, being the son of a defensive coordinator, um, it's it doesn't matter how much you prepare these guys. At the end of the day, when you're freaking, they complete a quick hitch. All of a sudden, they're already on the ball and they're throwing again. And then before you know it, they're already scoring. And then next thing you know, your team scores and they're back up. It's so mm-hmm. hard to adjust in the middle of games. And it's so hard going from right. that tempo yeah. and practice the games for defensive players. And then you got to remember, too, is defenses, a lot of these practices, they're kind of at the mercy of the <laughs> offenses that they're playing. So if the offenses they have for practices, uh, they don't have the same tempo, they don't have the same skill players, they don't have all these different things, then they're not going to be prepared for the game. And that's just kind of the case. Uh, defensives are just underprepared regardless, just because... Offenses yeah, set right. the tone, and they 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 control the pace. They do all these different things. Right. And defenses always got just. So no matter what, defenses are gonna not be prepared going into games. So it's just like it, it's yeah. hard to just blame scheme because there's not much you can do. Like how do you right, stop right, something right. that's just so rapid yeah. and so good? You, you can't. Yeah, but um. Besides that, uh, is there um, any games you not really. You want to move on to picks from last week? Wait, I would like. I'd like to talk. Yeah, about let's move very oh, quickly. Okay, go for it. Uh, they. Oh, go ahead. They, I thought they played better. I thought they were a little bit better than Iowa State in the game, but they put in. Uh, they put started their backup quarterback because their primary quarterback Max Duggan had missed a couple weeks of practice with an injury. I forgot. I think it was like some weird condition, uh, but he's he'd been back the last few weeks of practice, and he came in and played uh, really well. Almost led him to the win, but yeah. Uh, I tweeted it in the first half about drops, and uh, he threw a ball to a receiver, bounced right off his hands, and it was oh, intercepted. Sounds like Rager. Yeah, yeah, that happened to. Uh... That happened to so, uh, Vanderbilt's quarterback against AM last week, too. Dro- drops are like the most frustrating thing in football. Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys and TCU both have that in <laughs> yeah, common. Especially when Des Bryant played for them. Or especially when Ezekiel Elliott drops five passes in one game, and literally all four, all, all five of them were, were within seven yards. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Sheesh. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, no boy, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> our, our rant time's No, you're good. Um, but, oh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to picks in a second. I just want to say one last thing. Uh, Auburn, they beat Kentucky yes. and probably should have lost that game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Kentucky definitely scored that touchdown. Yeah. I don't know well, what the hell happened with that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. A game would completely changed. That was ridiculous. One of the worst calls I've ever seen, but this Auburn Georgia game we're going to talk about in a second. It would be a lot different yeah. if Auburn actually lost last week. Our picks would probably 
be completely different. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. The first game we're going to start with with pickums is TCU at Texas. Um, Texas is two and zero. TCU is zero and one after losing to Iowa State last week. Um, Texas is favored by thirteen in this game. This is eleven o'clock noon or eleven o'clock game on Fox. Over under is sixty three, so this should be a shootout. Mm-hmm. I think that's what everyone's thinking. Um, let's let's start with our guests on this. Graham, well, what are you thinking in this game? Who do you think is going to win this game? And then tell me, tell me uh, over under what see, you got on that. As a logical person, you would want to say Texas, but with my upbringing um, and not to get disowned by my family, um, I can't say Texas can win this game. TCU, I will hope that they can make this upset. I think they have the the ability to. Um, I don't think it's completely lost on them to to lose this game. There is, there is a chance for it. Um, the uh, looks like over under on this game is sixty three. I'm going to go over uh, just because of how Texas's offensive mm-hmm. offense plays. Um, and uh, Texas's offense play is very fast and quick, and they're quick to score touchdowns. So I expect them to put up some good numbers. If TCU's quarterback comes out balling like he's, um, you know, capable of, um, I very much could see them putting up some good numbers. Um, I do expect TCU to win by more than 12. Uh, I mean, Texas to win by more than 12, but TCU definitely has a chance here. And I think if they come out to play, um, it's a, it's a good chance. Um, but Texas home field advantage, hard, hard to beat. Yeah. So the other one in our group is probably picking TCU. What are you thinking, uh, well, Cody? I'm going to pick Texas, but I think TCU covers. Uh, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for Texas. Uh, I think they have more offensive firepower, so they'll be able to pull out uh, the win. Uh, I don't really think home field advantage is going to uh, do that much. Uh, Gary Patterson always likes to play on mm-hmm. – uh, prefers playing on the road over at home. Uh, and with COVID, the stadium is going to be at like half capacity. Or I mean, less, Texas already yeah. plays half capacity. Twenty five percent. No, definitely not. not last it's definitely time. not true. Yeah, I know you're, tr- you're I know talking you're about the basketball team. Here, I, I was definitely there. not. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> oh, ba- oh, basketball team, absolutely. <laughs> Shaka and them. Oh no! Nobody wants to freaking watch that game. There's a reason why Matthew McConaughey's in there trying to make a new stadium. Well, Hopefully they get honest, for that stadium. Texas but we'll talk about that like when we get to college basketball. <laughs> mhm. The basketball arena. Yeah, it, it looks like the yeah, Raiders' new stadium too, stadium, which so also looks like a rollout. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I got Texas in this game. I think they're uh, the spread. I, I got them going. Uh, they're covering the spread, fourteen <laughs> points. I'm. They're going to win by, I think. Uh, and I got that over in this game. I think Texas's offense is really good. I don't know what happened, but we all of a sudden just have wide receivers out the gazoo, whatever the phrase is. And uh, they can – whatever the phrase is. Hey, I like gazoo. Wazoo. 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 Gazoo. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um they they have so many different ways to get these guys involved. They'll be mixing it up, and they're going to be scoring points so, like crazy. Texas is going to win. So this the game. reason it's I think TCU points. covers this red is because this is their national championship. 
uh, all, all the players get overlooked by Texas, so they play it personally. That's why TCU's six and two against Texas since joining the Big Twelve. That's a fair point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I think when most Big Twelve teams play yeah, Texas um, or Oklahoma, they do it with a chip on their shoulder. You know, that's that's their that's their national championship game when they play those teams. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Q, Texas is back. Well, the offense, not the defense. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you got Texas, and I, like, I yes, really do think yes. that, no, uh, no. that they, they covered the spread. And I, I I really don't think it's that close of a game. I know y'all think it's a close of a game, but it's not a close game to me. And I think Texas honestly kind of blows them out of the water. So, Okay. We'll see. Hopefully, seconds so rubbing uh, dude, Cody's I face. Texas. Anyways. I don't care. My <laughs> team's zero and one. I, still... I really don't <laughs> care. <laughs> it does. Hey, you never it know. Big twelve is open this year. Yeah, y'all might bounce nah. back. Who knows? Y'all might finish second. Like Oklahoma is playing like trash. You never know. O- Oklahoma Everything's will have open to be this year. Anyways, TC plays them. That's true. Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, moving on to another Big 12 game, we got Baylor at West Virginia. Baylor's 1-0. West Virginia lost last yeah, week to Tyler. Oklahoma State, so they're 1-1. Yeah, uh, another pick I miss. Don't even, bo- don't wait, even bother looking at my record for college on, football pickups for at least the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Look at Tyler's uh, NFL I, I want to remind y'all I'm 13 and <laughs> in NFL, so I'm not totally garbage. Uh, Cody's leading at 10 and 5. Q is 8 and 7. That's and right. I'm at 69. Number six 69, nine. Tyler. Very nice. A great number. See, that's that was my intention. I was go. like, I'm there trying to go. get to Good. that, and now I like I'll start your style. winning, I like your style. you know? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to this game, Baylor, West Virginia. Another 11 o'clock game is going to be on ABC. Uh, Baylor's favored by three. Over-unders 53.5. Um, I got Baylor in this game. They're a lot better than uh, what everyone thinks. I know they had to replace a lot of people from last year, but they're, they still are led by the quarterback that led them to the Big 12 championship last year. They're still a very solid team. And I think Dave Aranda is a very good coach, and he's going to get them going. I think Baylor's a dark horse right now. That's my guess, but I got them winning this game, and they're going to cover the spread. I'm going to go Let's Baylor go with this one on this as well. One. What do you think? Um, I think Baylor, like you said, is the uh, is the team that they were last year, which was dominant on the football field. Um, they, I think, last year they really shocked a lot of people, and I think this year they got to keep that momentum to uh, kind of show people that this is what they're made of. You know what I mean? Um, so. Uh, Baylor looks like they barely got this game to win, but I think I think they get this uh, by probably a couple touchdowns. I think they got this. Okay. I'm going Cody? to go Baylor too, and I'm also going to make the comment I made on Twitter last week. It's a crime that <laughs> Baylor, who won 11 games last year and has their starting quarterback returning, uh, isn't ranked. They should be ranked. Uh, and. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, but that's it's what I'm ridiculous. Saying. They're not ranked. They they won eleven games last yeah. year. LSU lost all but like two starters, and they're ranked number yeah. six. It's, it's like UCF. Stupid. UCF uh, gets top ranked every year, but are they really that relevant? 
Baylor's irrelevant. Well, you, UC, UCF no, wins, wins the games, yeah, though, and, but they don't exactly. play anyone. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But I'm going to have – Go ahead, go ahead. I think I'm going to take the over for it. I think Baylor wins by, like, 10 to 14 points. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, I think Q, Baylor uh, wins for this handedly. Um, not only that, uh, yeah, handedly. handedly. Thank you. You're uh, your twenty dollar word for the day. <laughs> but uh, give me twenty. No, you don't bucks. deserve twenty bucks. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, no, wow. I think Baylor wins handedly. Cheap. And um, honestly, I'm gonna make Quentin's uh, very bold point of the day that I don't think Matt Rule was that amazing of a coach. I think that Baylor just had a lot of talent. Oh, interesting. That was. I, I, I think it's. I, I actually. Well, agree that's with, part of that. Yeah, Matt Rule didn't exactly. recruit those guys. Uh, well, those guys that grad. Those guys that recruited some of them. Didn't recruit. The draft picks. That's true. Um, yeah, that, that's a fair point. I think we're not really going to tell the difference, though, because. Baylor is, 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 is got, quietly um, is a very, really very, like quality team in college football and they get a lot of a lot of crap because their history Mm -hmm. in the past and i'm not gonna go into all that uh at risk of being canceled Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh (laughs) but no they uh but no they're they're quietly a a very quality college football team and i really do think they have a ton of talent and i really i I honestly kind of believe in this team and they should be ranked so yeah well, something I'm just now reading is if Baylor wins in West Virginia, it'll be their first time to win um, in in West Virginia. Yep, Baylor has not defeated West wow. Virginia at home. Ooh. Does yeah. anybody want to change their pick? After yeah, I'm that. solid. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we all think it's West Virginia. Game, so we'll move on. Uh, yeah. All right, Graham. Uh, we got all Bama. right, Graham. Here it it's is. A and M. Here it is, Graham. Uh, number thirteen, A and M. Bama number two. Gr- Graham, I'm just gonna toss it to you. I will say, Bama's favored by sixteen point five. Yes. Over under um, Bama is Graham, take probably away. going to beat us. Um, I will still take A and M as uh, um, as my team. The probability looked very similar to this in 2012. Um, the difference is our quarterback, though. Kellen Mond. Uh, Kellen Mond is probably the worst quarterback to come through Texas A&M. Um, I don't understand why Jimbo Fisher, being the quarterback guy he is and being able to develop the quarterbacks he has, why he has so much faith in Mond. Uh, last week, for instance, three fumbles. Um, his ability to read a defense and react to it is poor, to say the least. Um, and he doesn't capitalize on big plays. We got down at one point to their 15 and he fumbled the ball and we ended up having to kick a field goal on their 15 yard line. And, and that's just unacceptable. If you want to play sec football um, and compete against these big teams, then you have to capitalize on big plays and you have to score when you're in the red zone. But A&M lacks the capability of doing so. Jimbo Fisher even said we made plays when we had to, but, too much inconsistency, and I completely agree with that. Mond was 17 for 28 with 189 yards and a TD, but, I mean, he really relied on the on the 
carries of Spiller and uh, of uh, Spiller and Smith, who are absolutely physical running backs and have the capability to um, get those breakaways and you know get down the field. I think uh, Spiller had a rush for 57 yards that set him up for that touchdown throw to Chapman. Uh, to put us in the lead. And uh, I think that if A&M can fix some certain, certain things on defense uh, to stop teams from, to, to stop Alabama from scoring, Alabama relied a lot um, last week on big plays. They had multiple um, throws to Waddle, I think is his last name. Uh, Waddle that blew open the field for them um, that were just mm-hmm. massive yep. catches. And if A&M can shut that down, um, I think they have a huge opportunity here to kind of make this game a lot closer than people think it is. Um, A&M safety, um, Leon O'Neal Jr., is a baller. The dude will be probably a top-tier NFL free safety once he gets there. Um, An interception on the day, multiple breakup passes. He got in there uh, and mixed it in with the quarterback. The kid's a physical uh, player and likes to – likes to hit hit people so hopefully if he can uh, keep up the pace and get these big plays to uh, stop Alabama from these from those deep balls we have an opportunity to shorten this uh, spread a little bit um, like I Anum um, has a tough time defending people as well um, our deep I think we allowed 255 yards against Vanderbilt should not have happened um, but if we can stop the air throw that Bama has, that's what carried them through that game. They had 303 passing yards um, and only 111 rushing yards. So if we can shut down the pass game, I think we have an opportunity here. Um, but these are going to be very, very specific things that a and going to have to do to have a chance here. Um, will they pull this off? Man, I hope so. Uh, most likely not, though. <laughs> well... Well, yeah, Graham, I don't think so. Graham, I, I think Bam is going to run through it. them. We'll spin now. I'll take a m Come on. No, because I'll never bet against my team. I can't do it. No, no, no. You, you take a and I'll take, I'll take Bamba. Let's go. No, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> bet against my team because I'm not going to bet something hey. that I know I'm going to lose it. That's that's just poor betting. What if you spot him seven? I'll spot you seven points. points. Mm, over and under is seventeen. So even if even if spot me loses 10. by seven, spot me ten. Spot him ten. I'll spot you ten. Let's go. Let's go. Spot if Adam, ten. If loses by ten <laughs> points, I will still spin the wheel. If they lose by more, yeah. If they if they if they lose by more than ten, 10 points, points or less, then you spin yeah. the wheel. Deal. 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 So ten oh, and we got our first wheel spin of the year, guys. Let's go. Deal. <laughs> Um, I also, I, I can't, I can't oh, wait for Q definitely to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to point out yep. that 52 total points scored in the game. Maybe not. I think that there's a, with the way that these teams have played in the past, excluding a couple of years, these teams are very physical when they play each other. I think there's an opportunity that that's a lot lower. So I think if we're going over under, I'm going under on that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I got Bama in this game, like I said. I'm going, you know, after what you said, I kind of agree. I'm going, I'm under going over. I'm going over. Roll that tide. tide. What do you got? We, first wheel spin, guys. Let's go. Roll tide. Anyways, next game. Exciting. Um, you know, if y'all are listening to this, you can DM us 
punishment ideas at any time, and those could possibly use in this first wheel spin. So that'd be pretty exciting. If not, we'll just come up with our own, which will make Albert or Graham pretty <laughs> scared to lose. It's gonna the game. be recorded. What? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It has to be. Anyways, moving on. Uh, number 25, Memphis, takes on SMU, who is 3-0, and but for some they reason not ranked. They had a good ranked. year last year. It's kind of bullshit, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, rankings. Is, is SMU night, still getting terrible. punished for um, paying players and getting the death penalty? I guess so. I just think they're getting, they're getting punished mm, because they're just so. SMU. That was a long like, time it doesn't ago. matter what they're like what they did in the past. I just think it's like a- SMU won. Yeah, I think it's just because yeah they won ten five. games last year, but they did get blown out in their bowl game uh, against Florida Atlantic. So I like Bouchel. Still got Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Still got Booch. He was his dad was a Rangers. I do too. That's that's part <laughs> of the reason why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's six and four. A lot of athleticism in that family. No. Not not a great Texas QB, but no. Anyways, this game two thirty ESPN two. Memphis is favored by three. I don't know why. Oh my! Over God. under. Hear this seventy four point five. Jeez. Does anybody do math? Like uh, what part of me just wants to take the over and make this even more fun. Uh, seventy four. So that's holy shit. Thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap balls! All right, golly. I and I can see the over. That makes sense. Um, I got SMU. I think Booch has been good in the three games he's played. Memphis was a little shaky against Arkansas State, and I don't, I don't know why their ranks over SMU. It doesn't make sense to me. I think SMU is going to take that ranking from them this week, and Booch is going to win. I got them winning by a touchdown, I and I got the agree. over in this game. And you know Q, what? Who do you got? We're, we're going to be bold brothers right here, all right? Because I got the over, too. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all aren't too bold so you got SMU. because I have the over. Bold brothers. Yeah. You Bro, know. I, um, do you want to finish this off? I think I'm going to go Memphis on this game instead of SMU. Wait, yep. Was that the only pick that was different between wow. all of us? Or yep. You're dead to us. That's ridiculous. No, I picked Georgia over Auburn though. Yep. You had Memphis originally, Q, but you changed. Okay. Yeah. So that will be I'm gonna go Memphis over SMU. Second. I did say SMU yeah. first off, but I think I'm gonna go Memphis here. Um looking at some of these stats right now, if Memphis is playing like they played last week, they have the ability here to to you know, make this a game. And, you know, they have a 63% win percentage right now. I know this is sometimes flawed by ESPN, um, but a 63 win percentage is still a win percentage in their favor. So I am going to go Memphis here. I think they're under, though. Under? Okay. Um, um, do you think yeah, they're going to cover the spread? spread? It's three points. Okay. Um, final game, first top 10 matchup of the year, I think, I believe. Number seven, Auburn against number four, Georgia, both 1-0. and This is a 6.30 game on ESPN. Georgia's favored by 6.5, over-under 
You know, last one was huge. This one's a little bit lower. 44.5 is over under. Oh, um, gosh. Let's start uh, with Cody on this. This is a tough one yeah, for Cody. me. Georgia looked horrible in their first game of the season against mm-hmm. the goat legendary Felipe Franks. Uh, <laughs> Auburn looked pretty good, uh, even though Kentucky got screwed out of that touchdown. Uh, but Auburn's offense kind of came to life there in the second half, so. I think I'm going to go Auburn. Okay. You know, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think Georgia was shaky. Um, Auburn still should have lost the game, like you said, but they have the pieces offensively to be a solid team, and defensively they're not bad. Um, Georgia, I was just like, I don't know what's going on with their QB situation. JT Daniels is supposed to be playing soon, but we still don't know. They started their backup last week. He was bad. They brought in a third stringer. He was pretty good. But you know what they always say. Yeah. If you have multiple quarterbacks, it's like you don't really have a quarterback. So until they have this shit straightened out, I, I can't bet on Georgia right now. I I'm going Auburn, Auburn as well. Uh, Georgia's performance last week was below par. It was awful. I mean, subpar. Sorry. It was subpar. It was awful. I mean, what I expected out of Georgia, kind of. They in the beginning of most seasons, they do show up flat. They get it together later in the season, but I just don't believe in this team this year. Um, I think Auburn's got them. I think they. Uh, uh, I'm going to go over on this. Um, they uh, and I think they cover the spread. I think they. Uh, I think they do a pretty good job, and they kind of put it to Georgia this week. Okay, I just uh, looked up uh, JT Daniels and found out that okay. he is playing on Saturday. Uh, n- unclear. It says he's medically he cleared to now? play against Auburn. Uh, Gus Malzahn said that he's in the mix to mm-hmm. play on Saturday. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Mixes don't win get top 10 games. Yeah. So my thing um, is, I don't buy books. Take us home. I don't yeah, know why I, I said am- Gus Malzahn. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't buy him whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy him whatsoever. I didn't buy him last year. I don't buy him yeah, this year. We know and I about do that. not buy him for the future. Uh, I sat there and watched that whole Auburn game, and I just, I, the guy is carried, is carried by screen passes and short passes. And it's just, I don't, I don't buy him. I don't buy him to win a big game when it's all on his arm. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I take Georgia for yet, but, I honestly just kind of think they win this game. Yeah, I, I see your point. I'm still not big on Bo Nix, um, but yeah. I, I, once again, I think George is, to is per, too To put it into perspective, this is an Auburn them, so. team that is kind of similar to what they had last year, right? Nice. It's, not, it's not changed too much. Georgia is looking awful. Mm-hmm. Last year... Georgia beat Auburn by one touchdown. It was I mean, twenty-one to fourteen, and that was and that was late in the season. That was third game to the. That was the let's see, November sixteenth. It was one th- last of the three games, and it it was a close game. I think that Auburn is got the ability to to beat them this year. I, I mean, they still won thirty-seven to ten. Georgia did. I mean, I know it was against Arkansas, and I know Arkansas is absolute trash, but. 
Yeah. It's not like, yeah. I mean, I know it's not, I mean, come on. I mean, it's not like they played absolutely garbage and like let them almost beat them, but still it's like that. I, I think Georgia, I think a lot of that was the beginning of the football season and not having their number one quarterback in. That's fair. Interesting. Yeah. But, um, that's the end of our picks this week. Uh, we'll be posting the graphics and stuff. If you didn't catch what we said or anything, um, but, and be on the lookout for polls for both NFL and college football that y'all can vote on all these games and stuff. It's going to be a fun week for NFL awesome. and college football. Thanks for having me on guys. We're going to move on to yeah. NBA. You too. All right. We're going to talk some NBA. Um, Pretty exciting news that happened uh, this week. Obviously, we had the NBA Finals. We'll talk about that in a second. But we went from uh, Doc Rivers' ass being grass to uh, him being the head coach of the 76ers. Cody, just initial thoughts. Uh, First of all, let's talk about his firing. Do you think it was warranted? Do you think that was deserved? Uh, I mean, for it's kind of like... I'm trying to find words to describe it because he hasn't really done anything with the Clippers, but they're a franchise that has never done anything. So it's kind of like a give and take thing. Uh, He's given them their most successful run in franchise history, but he's also had the best teams in franchise history and has done nothing with them. Uh, I think they're most disappointed about this year where they blew a three to one lead against the Nuggets and, lost with pretty much at full health. Yeah, I, I'm kind of conflicted on this. Uh, I really, I don't like Doc Rivers, to be honest. I've, I've always thought he, he's just, he complains a lot and he's never been as good of a coach as he's supposed to be for how much he talks. But um, I feel like in the end, this wasn't necessarily his fault, this playoff run. Obviously, there's some adjustments he could have made, but at the end of the day, when you got pandemic P just throwing up brick after brick out there, like, I, I don't know. There's not much you can do. You know that, uh, I'm not sure if you saw that meme. It's like Mark Phillips meme. He was basically like impersonating Doc Rivers. He's like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm, I'm fired, but before I go, I'm going to tell all y'all that you're trash. And he was basically going line by line, calling people trash. But like, it really summed up well kind of situation. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you got to make changes. Someone had to fall on the blade and it's not going to be Paul George. It's not going to be a uh, freaking Kawhi. Yeah. Could have been, le- could have been lemon, lemon pepper Lou, but that wouldn't have been <laughs> enough. Someone, yeah. someone had to fall on this sword. So it, at the end of the day, it had to happen. Yeah. After that kind of disappointment, especially blowing a three to one lead like that, I think you have to do something where someone falls on the sword uh, just just to kind of save face as an organization and not like make your fans just attack you or kind of get them off the <laughs> tree. The, uh, ban- the bandwagon Laker fans or the Laker fans that hated LeBron before he went to LA and I guess jumped to the Clippers if there's such thing. It's something like that. The other thing that cracked me up in that little meme, the dude was talking about, uh, we shouldn't even be in LA anymore. We need to go to Maine or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, like, I don't know. All the LA fans are Lakers fan. Like, I don't know who supports the Clippers. So, 
Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe that would be the best option for them. Yeah, for real. Go to go like Las Vegas. Yeah, LA is looking like it's going to become a uh, major sports destination. So you could. You mean LV? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I keep saying LA every time I talk. Yeah, about it's it's confusing Vegas. with all the team teams moving around and stuff. We'll yeah. have to get used to it. Go um talking about his acquired um him being acquired by seventy sixers. What are your initial impressions on that? Uh I don't think it's gonna change anything for the seventy sixers. They're really they don't have any real shooting on the team, so they're just gonna be about the same. I don't I don't know if he's gonna be able to really help them that much. Yeah, um what I was thinking when the I think the two problems with the seventy sixers is they're shooting. They shouldn't let uh, let JJ Reddick go. I agree. Um, and they they definitely should have replaced him with someone. The other thing is obviously we've talked about a lot is the toxicity of that team. I don't think Doc Rivers like he showed with the Clippers like he didn't he didn't really keep them in check and keep them working together as a unit. I don't think he's gonna do that with the 76ers either. And, and did he really do that with the Celtics either? I don't think so. Like those guys, all their ending with the Celtics was very bad. Like they all hate each other after that. Yeah. Like I, I don't think like if out of all the coaches you could have chosen, I don't think this is the best decision. Like they 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 really needed someone who is not really. I don't think a big name. They need someone who's gonna come in there and kind of change the culture a lot of ways. Not Charlie Strong, not <laughs> a Brad, <laughs> not, not someone like that. Yeah, Brad Stevens, someone who's not a big name, but someone who's like a guru, like an offensive guru or something like that, who's gonna get the right system in there. But he he's not like Tyron Lue or Doc Rivers or one of these guys. that's just like I don't think they're as good as a coach as everyone makes them out to be. And a lot of times, it's just like. No. Their uh, success comes from the players they've had, yeah, not necessarily I, their coaching. I think Doc Rivers is an extremely overrated coach. Like, he's probably a fringe top ten coach in today's NBA. Uh, he's yeah, de- I, he's definitely not a top five coach. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, we could definitely talk about top five. Obviously, like we think of Greg Popovich, we think of, I, I think of Nick Nurse. Um, yeah, Eric Spolstra. Uh, yeah, Rick, exactly. Rick Carlisle, uh, Brad Stevens. Yeah, totally. There's five. Brad Stevens. Five right there. Those, he is not better than any of those five. Now, is he top 10? Uh, that's that's an interesting debate. Yeah, top 10 is debatable. Top five, I don't think is. We we talked about this before the show, but you you kind of had a list pulled up, right? Of kind of yeah some of the rankings a little bit. Who are some of the people they had outside the top five and the top ten? Okay, so this is going off of Yard Barker. Never heard of him, uh, and this is entering the tw- uh, this current NBA season. Uh, shockingly, they had they had some guys that I didn't really agree with. I think Billy Donovan at 22 is a little too low uh, because of what he did with the Thunder. Frank, They had Frank mm-hmm. Vogel at 16, Nick Nurse at 13. Yeah, Nick Nurse should be top five. Yeah. Like what he's been able to do with Toronto. I, I've always thought Toronto has the best GM and they have the best, high, or one of the best head coaches. 
Yeah, I agree. Because talent wise, they, they do have a lot of good players, but they've been able to squeeze a lot more talent out of the guys they have. And they built they've been able to create a very cohesive team. Yeah. So props to them for that. Yeah. Uh so this list has Brad Stevens at seven, Steve Kerr at six, Steve Kerr's I don't think he's that great of a head coach. Well, yeah. What's his name before? Um, Mark Jackson. He basically did the same thing and then he got canned. And then Steve Kerr yeah. came in and just kind of like, <laughs> you know, Mark Jackson did all the work. Steve Kerr was awarded for it, basically. Oh, yeah. It's just like the uh, Phil Jackson with the Bulls and the guy that was there before him and then Phil Jackson with the Lakers. Although I would I would give more credit to Phil Jackson. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think Phil Jackson's a better, way better coach than Steve Kerr. I don't yeah, I'm just saying for this scenario, I think we all watched The Last Dance, but there's a lot more things he had to kind of work, uh, get to work together. Like there was a lot of personalities that are going in and out. Um, the the Warriors didn't really change much from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, besides eventually adding uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, and they fell course. apart when they added KD. Yeah. Obviously, but they all got hurt too. So there's yeah. that in there too. But who who are some of the other coaches in the top ten? Uh, they had Doc Rivers at five, which are <laughs> hell no. You'll you'll say that even stronger with this one, Mike D'Antoni at four. Hell no! Extreme <laughs> what? yikes. Uh, what is what is what has he done? Like what is he's never gotten the finals, right? Uh, not, not with the Rockets. Uh, maybe with another team. I don't. I don't know. He's been coaching for like fifty years. I would love to see. I I think the NBA has the worst problem with this. They love just to kind of tossing coaches around. Yeah, they, they always like, recycle. Yeah, I would love to see some new blood in there. Like bringing some college coaches. You know, um, if they want to be the first league to have like a female head coach. I'm. I think that would be great. Honestly, you know Becky Hammonds. Everyone's talked about that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, great college coaches. You can go international too. I think there's there's probably some good international coaches out there. They they brought in David Blatt that one time. Obviously that didn't work out. But I would love to see the NBA just kind of be a little bit more creative instead of just oh let's pass around D'Antoni, let's pass around Doc Rivers. Oh let's always have rumors of Tyron Lou, even though. Really, LeBron was the head coach for yeah. that team. Jason, it was never really Tyron Lue. And Jason Kidd. I, I like that Steve Nash is the new head coach for the Nets. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's good. I think Steve Nash is worthy of being a head coach. He and Jason Kidd, Absolutely. He and Jason Kidd are two guys that you can definitely see being head coaches, even though Kidd didn't really work out, but he was with a bad organization. And Kidd wasn't ready. I think it'd be great if they go the Tim Duncan route and not necessarily jump to head coach. So they kind of get some assistant coaching first. Yeah. And Tim Duncan is another name that could be a head coach as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious if LeBron will eventually become a head coach or something in the future. Yeah, I'm curious what... We're not far off, which is crazy to think. We're not far off from him eventually being done. I'm curious what he's going to do after his career's over. Yeah. It's a weird thought. Like, he could do anything from being a uh, GM, owning a team, being the head coach. There's a lot of options for him. Yeah, and then he, he's acting and doing all these other things. I could see him doing a lot, maybe having his own show or something or getting into something like that. He has the talent for that, too. Yeah. Sort of. 
<laughs> at least for an NBA player. Um, why, why don't we talk about LeBron and kind of what's been going on? Obviously, the NBA Finals is going on. Uh, not many people are paying attention. The ratings were down, I think, 50% in game one. Yep. Whew, not good. Not good at all. Well, <laughs> no, nobody wants to watch a team get demolished, shockingly. Yeah, when you have like all even the pundits that like criticize LeBron and the Lakers all saying the Lakers are gonna sweep, it's just kinda like, okay, I don't think anybody wants to check this out. Yeah, even you know, Pierce. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just game one was not good. Um he jumped out to an early lead. I was like, okay. I, I think I tweet out there that small ball was starting to work, but then Lakers just, they adjusted quickly. And then the next thing you know, they're overpowering all night. And then he had a few injuries. Um, and then a few injuries are carrying over to game two. OG is, or uh, sorry, Bam's going to be out probably. And then uh, Goran Dragic is going to be out probably too. So it's it's kind of already a wrap. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a two nothing, nothing deficit. And then probably. I think the bubble. The bubble was, it really started out hot and it just, it cooled out quickly. The first rounds have honestly been better. Uh, aside from that Nugget series, the first round's honestly been better than any other round. Yeah, and the, even the wild card stuff was fun. Um, it's just once you got Clippers and all these teams just blowing leads to teams that shouldn't be winning, it just kind of ruined it. Yeah. And I don't think. Heat made to the finals and a very talented team. I don't think there's they're like a year early. Like they shouldn't have been here. They shouldn't have happened. Bucks messed up. Toronto messed up. Celtics messed up. Like it shouldn't have happened for them. Yeah, uh, it's good experience for them though. Yeah, so, it is. Um, I, I wonder it's going to be like the Thunder that one year though, where they basically got swept by. Uh, I think it was the Heat that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they never returned. I I don't know because I don't even think the Heat are as good as that Thunder team. Isn't their second best mm-hmm. player Dragic? Uh, it really depends. I think the the one thing that makes Heat better that, or not better but a little bit more diverse than the Thunder of that that year is they have so many different weapons. I guess number one would be Jimmy Butler, right? You say? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler. I would I, 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 I wouldn't forgot. say Tyler Hero yet because he's not consistent. Probably Bam. Bam. Yeah, I think Bam or Gorin. Um, this, yeah, that sounds about right. I think Tyler Hero was like minus thirty in game one. Oof. Yeah, he's he's not quite there yet. Defensively, he's got a lot to improve with. Uh, turnovers, a lot of things you expect from a young guy. They probably had he a lot of guys that at. were in the negative for game one though. Yeah, but minus 30. I think that's like an all-time record or something for the finals. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. Tough for that kid. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, get the broomsticks ready. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. And it's going to be... I wanted to ask you, it's just like... Just kind of the meaning of this championship. First of all, like, do you think this means more or less winning this COVID Cup for the Lakers? Uh, I think they'll probably LeBron's going to try to play it off as it meaning more. Uh, I think to them it's going to mean a lot because they've been away from their families for so long. They've been there for what three months, three or four months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, it mean it's going to mean more to the players, but the people don't really 
I don't think they care as much as they would if uh, it was regular circumstances. I think so. And I, I think just winning it, I think it's emotionally, it's going to be a lot different from the guys. It's not going to be like, holy shit, we just won the finals. It's going to more be like a relief. Like, hey, like you said, like yeah. we can go home now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know how they came and celebrate, which like, I don't know how much celebrating they're going to want to do. Yeah, you, uh, for the celebration, you probably just want to look at uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They just won the Stanley Cup. Shout out to the Stars for making it that far. But uh, yeah, Tampa sucks for them. I didn't really watch Tampa Bay celebration, but you know, they still celebrate. Yeah, or you, or you can look at Liverpool winning the Premier League. They're literally celebrating out on like a little patio, just watching the results, and then they just had the interviews, and that was it. It's kind of sad. Yeah. And for them, it was like, I think they had won a title in like 30 years. Lakers, this is huge, but it's just, you know, with everything happening with Kobe and they haven't won a title in many years, it's just like, it, it's such a big letdown, it feels like. You, you act like it's a long time uh, to go between it winning, feels like winning it. a title when you have teams that haven't, have never won one and the Lakers. Yeah, that's true, but a, obviously... Lakers have a different culture. Yeah, it's been 10 years for the Lakers. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's it sucks for those guys. I think a lot of NBA players are after this experience would be like, oh, I wish we didn't do that. Yeah. It's just kind of a, they wore us out. You know, they're probably to their wits ends and just for basically nothing. Yeah, I agree. Sucks. I, I I wish if they didn't lose money, like if I was the NBA, I'd be like, hey, thank you. We appreciate y'all for doing this. Here's a little bonus. But like, obviously, they don't have money. Oh, I'll that. give you a bonus. Yeah. It's a shame. For real. Uh, <laughs> Last question, though, uh, before we wrap up NBA. Uh, obviously, we got to talk about LeBron's legacy. Do we look at this kind of like it's like his third and a half championship win? No, I think it's a full championship. You think it's a full championship? Yeah, because no like huge name players were really opting out, and the only thing that was really between him was the Clippers, and they choked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you can look at Jordan's six titles, and there's probably like one where it's just like it was kind of easier route for them, and all the pundits were saying it was the easy route for them. Yeah, but but um. I, I have a feeling still ESPN, all those people are just going to, it's going to, they're going to act like it's not that big of a deal. Twitter's definitely going to act like it's not that big of a deal. I think it's, it's still a good accomplishment. Yeah. But I, LeBron's going to have to do more. He's going to have to, I think possibly in the past, he could have won five and you could really compare him head to head with Jordan, but I think he's got to get six now. Yeah, for real, because uh, this is kind of, it, I consider it a full championship, but it's still going to have a little a little asterisk next to it, just because mm-hmm. of the mental toll that it's having on these players, because they're not being able to be home, sleeping in their own beds, no home court advantage, and stuff like that. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just like we as fans do not actually know what they're going through, know how hard it is. And we're, we kind of take it for granted. And we're just like, oh, it's not that bad. You're in Disney World. You're in hotels. You're going to pay millions of dollars. But it was probably very hard on these guys. 
Yeah, because they can't see your family. A trip, a trip to Disney World would probably drive even me crazy if it lasted for three months. And instead of... <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. Instead of a week. <laughs> I don't know, Cody. You kind of have a Disney addiction. Nah, you think? I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I think so. Huh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, it's going to be weird, though, once this is over, just kind of what's next for NBA. They, they got the draft coming and all that, but it, it's it, it's going to be like dark for a while. <laughs> yeah. They- You're just going to be like, whoa, the NBA had the finals a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. It's, I already forgot about yeah, it. Yeah. They, they really don't even know when their season's going to start. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty, and we'll be keeping everyone updated about that um, for sure. But once the finals are done in what, probably a week or two, Uh, probably a week. Yeah, probably a week the way it's going. It'll probably just be short updates from us about NBA. Any head coaching changes, team changes, Free. nothing too big, obviously. We'll talk about the draft eventually, but that's about yeah. it for NBA. And yeah, that's that's it for what we're going to talk about for NBA today. We're going to move on to the next sport. All right, jumping over to baseball. Uh, there's quite a bit going on. Uh, the Rangers secured the number two pick in the draft. And right now the MLB playoffs are going on. Some teams have already clinched the wild card victory, uh, mostly winning 2-0. Some are still going on. Uh, quite a few disappointments, right, Quentin? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, start with the Twins uh, losing the last 18 straight playoff games that they've featured in. They, they might be the most disappointing playoff team in uh, MLB history at this point with how many games they've lost in a row in, in a uh, do-or-die situation. Yeah, it's pretty brutal to win eight or uh, lose 18 straight games. Like It's almost unheard of for just about any sport, let alone playoffs, when your team's actually good. Yeah, I mean, I know they didn't have Donaldson for the series because he was hurt, but, I mean, man, when... Uh, when Nelson Cruz and uh, Alex Kilroff, Kilroff, however you pronounce his name, and uh, Marvin Gonzalez are the only three hits you get in the entire game, you deserve to lose the game. Yeah, and I am, I am one very, very, very uh, spare ever to to talk good about the Astros, but they showed up in the series enough to beat the Twins, and whatever, it's not very impressive, but. <laughs> because the Twins blow everything, but so be it. And uh, good job, Astros. They're going on to the second round. Yeah. Uh, good on them. And it'll be good interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Astros do going forward. Good for the Rays. Good for the Yankees. Uh, Oakland beat the White Sox. White Sox were a good-looking team this year. Uh, and- so my, my thing is, the White Sox and the Blue Jays, yes, they both made the playoffs this year, and yes, it was an extended playoff series, And uh, but both of them have extremely young and talented teams, and they're going to be back. Oh, they're going to be back either next year or the next year, and maybe the next year after that. They're going to be these teams that are going to be at the forefront of the next 10 years of, uh, of MLB playoffs, and so it's going to be exciting to watch. It really is. There is so much talent on these teams. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the Blue Jays might have a little bit more than the White Sox, honestly. Yeah, there's a lot of young, talented teams in the uh, in the playoffs because you have the Braves, the Reds, uh, Padres. There's a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. And I think the young core of, uh, of, of Biggio, Bichette, and uh, Guerrero Jr. on the Blue Jays is really uh, – is really honestly at this point a bit more powerful than the, what the White Sox have to offer. But the White Sox, man, uh, oh man, they got they got Jose Abreu, they got Eloy Jimenez, who's going to be a stud, Moncada, who's a pretty good player, and Luis Robert. And I think Luis Robert is uh, is honestly a candidate to become one of the top tier baseball players in the future. And uh, I. And it's awesome. It's awesome to watch these young kids, and it's awesome to see them get a little bit of playoff exposure. And honestly, that's something that Mike Trout never even got as as a young stud, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's pretty pretty crazy to see some of these young guys who have a lot of potential have a chance to actually develop into something that that could be uh, premier. But uh, yeah, we got we got a little bit going on, and uh, actually, shout out to Tyler about the Marlins because <laughs> when none of us believed the Marlins. Tyler believed the Marlins. 17 COVID cases in all. Tyler believed them every second along the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, about as much as we believe in him for baseball input. Yeah. And somehow, some way, the Marlins are up 1-0 on the Cubs right now in the playoffs. And surprising stat, the Marlins have never lost a playoff series in their entire existence. They made the playoffs twice in their existence. And they won the World Series twice. Last one was, uh, I believe... 2003 with uh, Miguel Cabrera. With a young, young, young Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera, sorry. It's wild. Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty insane. If y'all haven't seen the picture of Miguel Cabrera then and now, you need to go look it up. It's wild. It, it's crazy to see how uh, how much he's changed over the years. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody predicted between the last uh, Marlins playoff win and uh, the most recent one that Miguel Cabrera would have over uh, twenty seven hundred hits and over four hundred home runs. Yeah, <laughs> for real. But here we are. Yeah, and if the Marlins win the World Series, uh, well, the numbers are in their favor. They've never lost a playoff series, so. Uh, the numbers say that they're going to win the World Series this year. <laughs> if the Marlins win the World Series, I don't even, you're, you're I don't gonna even know. Spin, you're you're going to spin the wheel. Uh, if the Marlins win the World Series, I will I will announce that. I've already announced one wheel spin tonight, but if the Marlins win the World Series, I'll announce another one. I will do a, I'll do a wheel spin for the Marlins if they there win we the go. World Series. <laughs> because they're going to have to go to the Dodgers. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Dodgers, they're up one nothing in the series right now. Uh, as of this recording, they were up th- they're up three nothing on the Brewers in the top of the eighth. Uh, so it looks like they're going to advance. And then the Padres and Cardinals have a uh, have their series tied at one apiece. So uh, Dodgers and Padres could be a good, really good NLDS if it happens. I think that's the D- the NLDS everybody's rooting for. Yeah, and uh, I mean, everybody wants to see Tatis go up against the uh, absolutely star-studded to the brim Dodgers lineup and uh, and rotation, literally everything. I mean, honestly, the Dodgers are the dream team right now. 
literally. If, yeah, you could put a, if you could put a dream team on on the field, it's, it's the Dodgers right now. And honestly, I I don't I don't see anybody else anybody else uh, winning all this besides the Dodgers. And they don't. This will be the biggest disappointment in possibly baseball history. Honestly, like I don't yeah. I don't see a bigger disappointment than this because you don't spend all this money. You don't you don't go out and you don't don't get Mookie and uh, you don't do all these things and and try to put this team together like this and not succeed. The only team I think that had a chance to beat the Dodgers if if they were at full strength would be the Braves, but they have so many injuries that I, they I don't think it's possible for them. Yeah, the the Braves are a solid team and uh man, what a freaking show that was going 13 innings. What a freaking pitching show between Freed and Bauer. Yeah. But uh man, I and you know, whatever. I, I mean, this this is gonna basically uh, lead to Bowers free agency because I, I think the Braves are gonna win the series because the Reds have no bats whatsoever. Uh, the Braves already and, won the series. Yeah. Oh, the Braves won the series. Okay, yeah. Cool. Well, me misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I, it's, it's Bowers uh, Bowers free agency time, and I think Bauer is some is the arm that can turn the entire the entire team around somewhere. And like that's that's somebody, and I honestly I think he either goes to the uh, either goes to the AL East or man he either goes to AL East or he goes to uh, NL Central NL West. Yeah, I was thinking AL East or NL West, but NL Central I can see too. Uh, him staying in Cincinnati or maybe Milwaukee that'd be an interesting fit for him. Yeah, honestly, I see him on the Braves too, though. And yeah, I think, the I think have what Freddie, it. yeah, what, yeah, and what Freddie Freeman came out and said about him, and was like very, very respectful about him, and I, I really think they're going to be on the on on the hunt for uh, on the hunt for Bauer this year. Yeah, uh, one of my our buddies, Edgar, uh, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He was saying that uh, I've talked to him back and forth for a while, and every year during free agency, he's saying he talks about how the Braves need pitching, or during the uh, as the trade deadline approaches, that they need pitching, and he's, I'm always picking his brain to see, oh, like what it would cost or what the Braves would be willing to give up for like a Rangers pitcher and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's just playoffs full swing. Go yeah. catch some playoff baseball. Uh, who, Cody, who do you have in the World Series? That's what I was about to ask you. Ah, um, I have, I have A's and Dodgers, and I think Dodgers take it all. Huh. I have Dodgers for sure, and then I'm going to go with. I'm going to say the winner of the New York Tampa Bay series. Really, really, yeah, interesting. So yeah. you think? Uh, so what do you think is going to happen out of this A's series, A's Astros? I I don't know. Uh, how, do you know how many games the ALDS are? I forgot my mind. Is it five still, or did they adjust it? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's five. Because okay. yeah, because they extended the playoff series uh, to sixteen games, or I mean, sixteen teams total, and then it's a. It was supposed to be a three game miles wild card series, so the ALDS stayed the same. Gotcha. Uh, I think the Braves or the Braves, the A's win in like. Uh, I, I'll i say five. They win in five. I think the Astros uh, 
have a couple good games, but ultimately the Braves pull it out. See, I don't buy the Astros. Or, I think I keep saying I the think, Braves, the A's. Yeah, they, I get lo- what you mean. I'm looking at their logos, and they, their logos are very similar. <laughs> yes, they are. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. But no, I I agree. I agree. The Astros. Uh, I don't think they're real. I don't think they're real. I think I think we've seen them exposed, and I think they honestly got lucky that they that they faced the uh, the Braves instead of like the A's or like the Braves. Any other <laughs> team was yeah yeah the, the Braves. Braves or they face the Braves. Yeah, did I say the Braves too? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! And they faced the. Um, they're lucky that they faced the Twins. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate that. One. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're lucky that they faced the Twins. Yeah, they faced the uh, Braves, and then they'll face the Braves. <laughs> To face the Braves in the World Series, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're lucky that they faced the Twins more than any other team because the Twins are the biggest choke artists in practically modern baseball. Yeah, uh, other than uh, the Rangers. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see the Astros going back to the World Series. I don't see any chance whatsoever, especially with that rotation and the pitching staff in total. I don't see any chance of it. So, yeah. I, I my pick is the A's and Dodgers. Uh, what's yours to close it out? Uh, I, I'm not going to commit to an AL team. The Dodgers for sure. Uh, I'm going to go the winner of Tampa and New York. Tampa, New York. Yeah. Well, I think the Rays win that series. So, I, I hope. Screw the Yankees. <laughs> Uh, but let, let's jump over to the Rangers since we were just trashing them. Uh, they got the number two pick in the draft. Who you wanting them to take with it? Um, so honestly, I've, I've been reading a lot of reports about, about the number two pick and, uh, obviously Kumar Rocker is the uh, clear favorite number one. And obviously as he should be, because he's uh, projected to be like the next big deal, big best next big pitcher, right? Well, uh, kind of uh, what's, what's shaking out to be the clear, consistent number two pick um, is uh, this catcher, and his name is uh, Adrian Del Casillo. So uh, Del Casillo slashed uh, 336, 430, and 571 over the 2019 and 2020 seasons with 14 home runs, 24 doubles, and more walks, which was 43 walks, than strikeouts, which was 32. According to uh, Baseball America's profile, Del Castillo is a offensive first catcher, but he has spent time with Kansas City Royals catcher Salvador Perez to improve behind the dish. Salvador Perez is was phenomenal, was absolutely yeah. phenomenal behind the dish. He was he was an incredibly defensive and honestly turned into a really well op, uh, offensive catcher as well. And honestly, I mean that that would give the Rangers so much dynamic to have an offensive catcher, especially ones that hit one that hits for average like that. It would uh, it would honestly improve this lineup so much. It would allow a guy like Sam Huff to move to first base, and yeah. I mean, you have uh, you have Sam Huff moving to first base. It opens up everything for these young guys. And in twenty twenty three, this lineup would be looking an insanely amount different. And honestly, I, it makes me excited. It makes me really excited that we actually have a second round pick. But I have seen the Rangers multiple years of my life. Literally, have my hopes up. Very very high in my life, and they've always disappointed me on something, and so I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that they screw up this pick. But 
But um, we have a couple other updates. I mean, Ray Davis, the owner of the Rangers, uh, with another uh, with with the partners and ownership group, said they're not they're not selling the team, which kind of scares me. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, and uh, they're going to be strapped for cash next year, which they've already announced. And so I don't really know. I don't really know. And I mean, you're going to have to rely on the scouting and development of this team, which has never been the strong point. And uh, and so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Del Castillo seems like a seems like a can't miss pick, but. But we'll see. I mean, other they're than that, Dylan I mean, Tate. yeah, they've taken they've taken Dylan Tate before, who yeah. bust. I mean, they've they've taken bust after bust in the first round picks. Yeah, the only yeah. one that doesn't seem like a bust, maybe Josh Young. Yeah, it looks like they finally have it together with their uh, first round picks. Now that they're actually taking college guys instead of uh, high schoolers, they yeah, got- and literally every metrics department in the world. Says it was your first round pick takes the most polished guy you can find. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why everybody skipped over skipped over Mike Trout. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I think uh, they have a good young court uh, going now with uh, uh, Josh Young and I think Fosco Fosco or I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Fosco. Uh, yeah, the guy who they took in like 16th in the draft. Uh, two good infielders. They can add the catcher. So then they'd have uh, Buscu at second, Young at third, Sam Huff at first, uh, Anthony uh, Tejada at uh, shortstop. And uh, I disagree with Tejada at shortstop. I think IKF, I think Isaiah oh, Kalefa yeah. is your Kinder shortstop Kalefa. for the future. Yes, you're right, and honestly, you're right. he might win the gold glove this year. You're right. Isaiah Kiner Falefa is the shortstop. Uh, and then Del, uh, what was his last name? Del Castillo. Del Castillo, a catcher. That seems like a solid team. Lots of upside there. Of course, the Rangers have to get those guys to develop, and they're not very good at that. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's, if they haven't done it before, but maybe they'll start proving us wrong. And, uh, but honestly, I think if they don't start seeing some of these young guys develop, I think I think John Daniels is gone after this next year. And as much as I as much as I've been John Daniels supporter, and I I mean it's just it's, you got to put your money where your mouth is sometimes. And honestly, I think I think it's starting to show. I think I think after this next year, if nobody shows up, if none of these young guys start start proving their worth, I think John Daniels is gone. I think Chris Woodward is gone. Honestly, I support Chris Woodward being gone anyways. But yeah. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of, you know, uh, I don't. Marks. I honestly don't. Yeah, question marks. I don't. I don't even think it's optimism. I don't think there's any optimism on the horizon for the Rangers, and um, we're just gonna have to sit here and wait. Yeah, it's it's definitely more question marks than optimism right now. Yeah. All right. So you wanna uh, you wanna end up on a little bit of Astros talk real quick? Uh sure. That's fine. Yeah. So I I I know they won the series and. Uh, I know neither of us are really Astros fans, but to be true to Texas, we got to give a little bit of uh, a little bit of Astros talk, and you know, and honestly, I think that the the reason they won this series was more at fault of the Twins only scoring two runs through two games <laughs> than the Astros really showing up. And I, or it could I mean, be good pitching, and it, yeah, could have been good pitching, but I mean, I I know it was good pitching in the first game. I mean. <laughs> Come on, I mean, you got you guys had Greinke on the mound. You expect something good, but he only pitched for yeah. four innings. 
And so, I mean, it's just the twins just not showing up again. And so I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, I don't buy them. I think that the, I think that them, them being under so much pressure this year after, after cheating really, really has, uh, has came down over them. And I think it's showing and I think it's showing and especially, especially out of everybody, I think it's showing in Altuve. I don't care that he brought it back a little bit, but I mean, I mean, after a, a full season worth, his numbers still wouldn't be very good. Yeah. Projecting wise. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but still, props he's been chasing and been ugly for, for winning yeah. that series. I mean, I mean, props to him coming in after, after being, uh, the first team, I believe since, Oh man, I don't even remember, uh, to make the postseason with a losing record. Shout out to the Rangers for giving them that losing record. Yeah, right. Shout out Rangers. <laughs> the one thing they did right this season. Yeah, right. The only thing that they've they've done right the entire year, and it's and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Milwaukee Brewers and Houston Astros made history uh, in 2020 by becoming the first teams with a losing record to, to reach the MLB postseason. <laughs> and what's crazy is the Astros won the first round. Yeah, and what's crazy is the Astros won the first night round, and they, they shouldn't have. They absolutely shouldn't have. The Twins were a better team. They, I think if Josh Donaldson was in lineup, it would have been different. But uh, I don't put know. Those Donaldson was pretty bad this year. Yeah, but Donaldson has uh, been known to show up in big games. But, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, that's honestly about it for baseball. Um, I think this is where we're entering off at tonight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Graham, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we're about to move on to uh, to different show times this, uh, for the foreseeable future. We're going to be doing two shows a week, and each one is going to be under an hour, right? Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to aim to get them around an hour. Uh, they'll be dropping on Mondays and Fridays. Absolutely. And they'll be dropping about like 8 to 9 a.m., something like that. And uh, we'll continue to get you good content, uh, better content, because uh, you guys will be able to listen to everything. Uh, a little bit more uh, stat-driven, a little bit more uh, availability to go over and talk over about uh, about a little bit of everything, honestly and getting more detail about things because we'll be doing more multiple episodes. So we're really excited to bring you guys that. And, uh, yeah, yeah make go, sure you, go. make sure y'all follow us on, uh, social media, Texas three step, uh, pretty much everywhere. I think our username is the same. Instagram, on all Twitter, sites. Facebook, everything. Facebook, YouTube. Yes. YouTube. Uh, I think Tyler makes a TikTok uh, with the account and does. Tyler has a mixtape as well. Follow him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. but, yeah that's about think, it thank y'all for listening and shout out to Texas Sports Live uh, y'all have a great weekend <laughs>